back. Welcome back, folks, to yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. Today we are just us two for now. I think Jackie's gonna be joining us a little later, maybe. Oh, okay, cool. She's at a she's doing a class right now. So. Oh yeah, her workout says. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, good. She's getting more and more people, so you know, bigger um, building, you know, slowly but surely. She just gets really nervous about like um, being in front of people or whatever. Oh, you know, okay. she is and all that stuff. But, I mean, that's not, it's, there's no, like, I mean, there's, I guess you could use some advice, but that's one of those things that just goes away the more and more you do it. Oh, okay. That's not one of those things you can really, like, prep for. You, the only way you practice is in front of a bunch of people, you know? I remember hearing some really good advice from, reading some really good advice from Tom Morello, right? Oh, okay. Um, like, they were asking him tips on how to get better, you know, he's, you know, one of the last few guitar gods or whatever. Oh, we'll, we will get to Eddie Van Halen. Oh, right, right. Yeah, um, but I remember... There was two things you took away. One was you said wash your hands a lot, like wash your hands. And I was like, huh, that's very practical advice, and that makes sense, you know, because you do get sweaty, and then your strings get oily, clammy. Yeah, exactly. And right, then they get yeah. you uh, rusty. Even I was like, yeah, that is actually good advice. Every every, every he said every ten to twenty minutes, wash your hands, uh, especially when you're practicing. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. And then the other one says playing live. Playing live for people is one of the best ways to get better, just because you're gonna fuck up. And you get rid of that nervousness, and you kind of push on, but you have to push through. There's no way you can just stop. The show must go on. Yeah, right. So he said playing live is the best way to get better. And I was like, damn, that's really... I remember thinking that, like, okay, fuck Because I remember for a long time, I think reading that article was one of the ones where I was like, fuck it, let's just do a gig, right? Because when, when the band started doing gigs. Before that, I was like, no, 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 I want to practice, make sure we got the songs perfect, you know, doing that kind of thing. And we'd make sure we'd run them down until we had them all right, and... And then at one point, like, yeah, why the practicing of the gigs do make sense. It's like, sometimes you just got to go, yeah, so much, only so much practice you can have, you got to get played live in front of people. Pretty and much. I remember reading that article, really, was like, okay, fuck it, that's that's the one that I get. Lakewood Youth Center, let's book it, you know, that kind oh, of that thing. Oh, that one, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it started, you know, or that's how it started at the time. But yeah, uh, okay, so let's get to it. Eddie Van Halen, man, like, fuck, that's pretty recent, it happened, what, like, a few, uh, last cool. week. Uh, was it last was week? It? I think Thursday. I think it was that, it wasn't the beginning of this week, or am I tripping? No, it happened before I left home. Okay. Which, and I left on Thursday, so it was either Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Uh, but still very fresh. Uh, this one kind of hurt, you know? Yeah. This one was like, uh, I think, well, I, you know, uh, hence me getting Gwen a guitar or whatever. Uh, I got her a little starter kit, you know, just the whatever, Squire, you know, the, oh, okay. doing the, you know, get her. I haven't done a Squire. Yeah, so sure. Really we all have, you know, that's the, you, you started learning cheap ones. But she picked it. It was the prettiest one. It was the cheapest one. So fuck it. You know we're gonna go. Yeah, it looks cool, man. Yeah, it looks it. great. Yeah, of course. You know, I mean that's it's better than my first starter one. You know, but um, you know you work you we we work with what we have and stuff and it's it's cool. Um, but uh, that that was one of the things that was like yeah, dude. I remember being like you know 15, 16 year old trying like hours practice trying to learn like Van Halen songs. Something you know? yeah. And even trying and like sounding nothing like it and you know trying to get somewhat close. Or learning the chords or the riffs, but you can't do it. Fuck the solos. I'm not even going to practice there until, like, <laughs> until I get, like, a year later when I get better or something, right? But I just remember thinking, like, yeah, that was, that was one of those ones that, like, uh, there's a few people that you you try to learn so you can try to become, uh, to aspire to, right? And he was one of those that are definitely, like, those Mount Rushmore's of, quote-unquote, uh, guitars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't, I can't. Who else would you put out there for Mount Rushmore? B.B. King, maybe? If Guitar? you're going Oof. Um, for, but but can we agree that Eddie Van Hood has to? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, right. Yeah. It's Hendrix, like how would you? Right, Hendrix would have to. I mean, I know it's all subjective, but I, so I'm trying to think of what's something that's universal, 
and how universal is it because like whether you like the music or not it's he's universally known as the best guitar so you have to kind of throw him up there right so just by like reputation I, I just think like like you know how some people love the blues but they're not going to put four blues guys in the Mount Rushmore because that wouldn't be fair to every genre of music okay right? Okay. So you're kind of, but and you know how some people don't even listen to the blues, but they only like metal. But you're not gonna put four metal speed metal guys up there just because that's unfair to the to the guitar in general, right? Right. right. So who's universally beloved? Like, in, for sure, I think Van Halen is one, and Hendrix okay. probably the second. I think there's no real disputing whether they are up there or not. I think after those two, then we start to dispute like who should be up there or not, right? Who's like who's like in like the the, the secondary tier tertiary? Like tier. comes to mind Jimmy Page, but then the second that's like nah, he didn't really do anything that was too special. It was great, obviously great music, but nothing that's revolutionary, right? Like personally, I'd like to put Steve Ray Vaughan up there. Oh, shit. you know what I mean. But that's more of a taste thing. But for sure, like I think Hendrix changed the game, and I think it's something unique. They brought something unique. Like when you hear them, like that's you know whatever their little. Well, you. Oh yeah. Do you need to go get her? No, 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 not yet. Like I think Hendrix changed the game. I think Eddie Van Halen changed the game. And I'm trying to—that's what I think. What I'm looking at, like people who actually changed the game and became universally loved. <sighs> Damn, who would it be? Limp Biscuit. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, uh, Westmoreland. Westmoreland. Yeah. Um, Damn. I, you know, to be honest with you, I think I would would put Tom Morello up there. I was thinking Tom Morello. Just because not only was he skilled, but he was unique, and yeah. you've never heard anyone use the I guitar the way he done. The creativity with how he used the guitar to play was, I don't think I've ever, any, but anyone before him for sure, right? Or even after, at least to this day, like anybody that's like... Yeah, it's really, yeah. And if they even are doing it, you can tell they're, they're just like a, a poor man's Tom Morello. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you're not, you're not, you're just trying to be Tom Morello without being Tom Morello, <laughs> like I think, right? Yeah. It's like I don't know, Mom Torello. I don't know. What that's that's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so we're we're agreed on three out of four. That's pretty impressive already. So for me personally, I'd either put BB King or Steve Ray Vaughan just to kind of give it to the uh, old schoolers a little bit for BB King, and then to widen the genre for for blues for Steve Ray Vaughan. So uh, still like in the rock uh, umbrella. See, that's like, what I mean. That's it, that is still a little bit rockish, right? Because I put like Andres Segovia for me personally. Okay, and now, now we're getting to like just playing skills because he's like, amazing. If I'm thinking talented. guitar, you know, just yeah. guitar in general, you know, like the way you can give it to like four different people, right. like we're talking right. about, and they could make it sound four completely different ways. Right, you know? right, right, right. So you hear like Malagueña or like any of these other. I know songs. exactly what you're talking. About. Actually, have you heard of Jose Feliciano's cover of Las Malagueñas? It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever heard. All he's right. another one that I think is underrated just because. Um, uh, but he plays very. I know what you're meaning. Like, man, so who who would be the fourth one to go up there to skew away just to break up the genre? That's a good one too. But hmm, I wonder if he's too cliche, uh, uh, niche, niche. You know, like not to, not a lot of people. Unless you're an actual guitar player, you're gonna hear about him. Mm. So something that's like widely known enough. Well, that's what I meant. Even about, if you're not a musician, right? That's what right. I meant about universally love, where they mm. it's harder to dispute. That is a good one. Yeah. Is there any old school guitarists? That's what I'm trying to think. Like anybody, like uh, like a Mozart of its time or a Beethoven of, of their time from back in the day. Not that I heard of. Uh, Brian May. I wouldn't put him up there. No. He no. was good. Yeah. Yeah, no. but that's what I'm saying. But this isn't about being good. There's lots of people that are really great, and or even great or amazing, right? 
Because, I, I mean, if we're going with good, I mean, fuck, all right, let's throw Ying Ming Mounstein in there or Steve oh, Vai, right, or Joseph Triani. But yeah, those guys, you know, but those guys aren't, yeah, they're great and they're great and they're amazing to, but they're nothing that's uh, changed the game, I guess is what I'm Nothing I guess you what, haven't heard. Right, 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 right. And nothing mm-hmm. that no one can do unless they practice. Like I guess I'm, practice, I and, and I guess I'm giving more credit to creativity than I guess and that's, if that's the case with me. But what, what I'm giving more value to is credit, creativity. Something that I wouldn't even think to play that or think of playing that. Like, oh, I see. Huh. I, get, I mean, I'm just I'm being introspective myself because I'm, I'm trying to think of what I am. I, what am I looking at for this criteria of Mount Rushmore of guitars, you know? Yeah, like, Tom Rello would for sure be up there. Yeah, and well, like I said, Hendrix, nobody played like that before him at all. You know, he's really the one that kind of brought the term heavy metal to term, right? Was and, it Hendrix? Uh, I forgot who it was that said something about hearing him play it sounded like metal heavy me- metals falling from the sky or whatever i think that was the huh. the term they use but i could be just misremembering my stories but i know that's the, how the term came to be and i could just be applying that story to someone from back in the day it could have easily applied to tom uh, T- tony iomi from black side mm. so it could have been any but i think i think it was hendrix who, who was applied to like when he was playing it sounded like metal crashing from the sky heavy metal crashing from the sky Okay, so it's not just technicality, but just... Um... Not just technicality and skills, because that's a given, right? And that's an obvious. Right. So I think I'm giving more to creativity and changing the game. Meaning, like, no one's... Uh, people, oh. no one even thought to be for it to be Revolutionary? Revolutionary, that yeah, that's an easier way to put it, yeah. Uh, damn. Would you give it to the speed metal guy? But I am trying to branch out. I guess, for me, I want to branch out between either... I think I want to put a blues guy up there. But the blues... So would you go Robert Johnson? That's as old school as you get, right? Or even Tommy, Tommy Johnson. Johnson, right? Uh, who else was around at that time? Woody Guthrie? Uh, Blind Willie. Blind Willie. I mean, Willie. Blind Willie Witherspoon? Uh, or, or who who's, a, who's a more modern one? Wes Montgomery, right? Wes uh, Montgomery? He's a more modern, not modern, like, what is he, 50s and 60s? He was around the time okay. of Miles Davis time, for blues at least. But he didn't... See, that's again nothing that's different. There's like a hundred of those blues that's were amazing, but nothing that's been done differently, you know. Well, who like who else like around that time? You know Shit, the way know, they played. I think I'm gonna have to give it to Robert Johnson now that I think about it. Then okay, because no one really played the blues the way he did, and people were. Yeah, I think I might. He 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 birthed pretty much Delta Blues. Delta Blues. Mississippi Delta Blues. So wasn't that a uh, Howlin' Wolf? No, that's like 55 years after Robert Johnson. Howlin' Wolf, Howlin' Wolf? Yeah. How the Delta came, Blues? Howlin' Wolf came like, what, 1930s? And Robert Johnson's like late 1800s, early 1920s, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, maybe not 50, maybe that, not that long after, but... But yeah, Robert Johnson's way uh, predates Howlin' Wolf for, 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 by, by but like a couple for like decades. Delta Blues, like specifically. Yeah, Mississippi Blues. Is oh, Mississippi blues. blues. Okay, that's yeah. I'm tripping to something else. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Already. Bye bye. They blocked off your road. Yeah, I saw them blocking it off. Um, I guess they're looking whatever. Someone got shot right side yours. Like, I don't know. I guess there's like. I don't know, some skinheads down the street. I don't even know. Jackie told me last week so, uh, they did the same thing on Alondra, clo- closer to Paramount. Oh, really? Yeah. Some of the same thing. Someone got shot. They blocked up like two blocks of it because they were looking for like the dude or whatever. It's just COVID time, man. 
Yeah. Hey, you got skinheads on your block? That's a, that's. I didn't even know. <laughs> like um they um because like when I got home, that's when they started putting up the the tape. Mm-hmm. There were all these cops. Like what the hell? Luckily, I parked down the street because either way, I couldn't get through. Yeah. But um, who still told me? And then there was this lady that lives next door. She was telling me. They're like uh yeah, I guess like the the raspado lady. Yeah. She was like around here like earlier. She said like an hour ago before we got there that like yeah, she heard a gunshot. And I guess there's like some skinheads that live down there like. I guess somebody called the cops on him like last week or two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, somebody got stabbed. Like, I didn't know. In their house, or they stabbed somebody. Uh, something happened over there. And, and that's what. They, oh, true. so we don't know if they shot somebody or they got shot. Yeah, right. It just has something to do with them because mm-hmm. I guess like there, there's been like lots of complaints about it, about that same, those same peeps. Yeah, I did hear uh, American History X really loud, like they were playing at a projector when I was parking. <laughs> It was weird. A vineyard. Uh-huh. I read that the director, I forget his name, Tony. Tony K. Yeah, Tony. Uh, I guess he like disowned the movie because the studio took it away from him to edit it. Oh, that, I guess it was all Edward Norton. That's what I heard. But then I saw an interview with him. He did with Mark Maron, and I guess Tony K is like a performance artist where he's you never really know if he's joking or not. One of those weirdos. Yeah, where you never really know <laughs> if he's being serious or he's being extra dramatic just for the sake of it. Because I guess him and Norton are friends still, and hmm. yeah, right. So there was no the like the whole him making a scene was part of it the publicity. Corner Norton, him making a scene and making I guess he petitioned to the Directors Guild of America with the DGA to take his name off. Like him making this whole thing became a new story, and that for him was just to promote. The, so the more story the American, mm. you know, what I'm it was supposed to be like a big publicity stunt and like or art, you know, uh, something, one of those things, right? So and I guess I looked into it a little bit, and he is known for being a weirdo, so it is kind of hard to see who's telling the truth here because he's known for being all extra, extra, I guess. You know? <laughs> it's very Andy Kaufmanish. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the other day about the podcast we listened to. Um, uh, I've been listening since what, 2009, so what's like 11 years, right? It's a podcast, and from the beginning, there's there's only like two people I still listen to from the very beginning. And that's uh, Kevin Smith, and not even the original one. This is like two of Kevin Smith's podcasts, and Mark Maron. Everybody else like legit. Like I stopped listening to Rogan a few years ago. More recently, I think I told you I stopped listening to the Fighter and the Kid one. Oh, right. Um, like everybody, I bur- cry. Everybody I've gone through that I really got into fire. I just, I just stopped kind of like. Just got over it, I guess, or just kind of got sick of them type of thing. I'm not sure how to explain it. Outgrew it, maybe. Outgrew it. Outgrew you. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's some, a, that, that, that's a pro- that's probably a better way to go. Outgrew them. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it's curious to me the ones that are still with me, right? The Marin one and the Kevin Smith ones. I'm very curious as to why. Well, number one, probably because they're not that long. They're own, usually only over an hour. And then I just like their interviewing style, whatever. The one I'm listening to most recently with Kevin is uh, he did it with Ke- uh, Ethan Supley, and you were just oh okay. They're talking about the podcast. I remember you were telling me that oh you the American that. Glutton, right? And you were telling me you were just started listening to him. Yeah, and they're talking about it. It's pretty cool to <laughs> to to hear them going back and forth uh, on because the, they have a lot of history together. Right. But he's even talking about how he got started in the business, and I guess his friend was Giovanni Ribisi. and oh okay. And he went with him to like a shoot one time, and that's kind of how he got started and ended up doing because I guess Giovanni Ribisi at the time was in uh, Wonder Years. While they were at school. What the fuck? He yeah. was in Wonder Years? Yeah, I, I remember him. I rewatched the Wonder Years a few years ago when it was on Hulu or Netflix, one of the two. And I remember him, and he was one of the friends in the background. Not, not, not too many speaking lines, but he was in a few episodes. 
And I guess, ironically, uh, Ethan Subley's first uh, show was Boy Meets World, which oh, is okay. Ben Savage's little brother. Ben, the Savage Brothers, basically, right? Those are the two shows that they're on. Uh, and it was supposed to be a one-time thing, but he ended up becoming a reoccurring thing. And he, yeah, Ethan Subley's one of the, the main bullies, you know, part of the... Was he the, the articulate one, the poetic one, or was that the other guy? Mm, the shorter one. one. Yeah, there's, oh, okay. there's the main guy. There was the obviously Ethan Subley, the big guy, the heavy, and then the the one the, the fast talker that would do all the talking for for what's his name Jake? No, not Jake. Uh, Harley. His name was Harley, the main bully. And oh, okay. You remember? And I remember there was an episode when Harley got they made a whole thing of it, but Harley got replaced or he left school, or whatever, right? Or got sent to boarding school, or whatever. And they needed a, the yeah. I'm sorry. Good. Uh, the bullies. Because oh. okay, so I do remember the episode where um, like. The two, they're pretty much the two lackeys and something, and the, and the smaller guy, they're henchmen, right? But they, oh, okay. they, they don't want to be leaders, so they're looking for someone to take their place. And the guy who the, comes into the episode is Adam Scott from fucking Parks and Rec and shit, and Step Brothers. That That's him, yeah. So he's the one, he was in Bonus Road for a few episodes, but that was like some of his early shit, yeah. Because I can almost picture him, like, oh, yeah. Head, I think, yeah. The cool thing is that the actor who played Harley re- reprised his role for Girl Meets World. He ended up becoming like the janitor of the school. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. They actually did that quite a bit with Girl Meets World. They brought back former, uh, like, Minkus was brought back. I remember the Minkus, yeah. yeah. Yeah, his son is, like, friends with them now, you know. And I think his, I think they're, I think his son's name is, like, Finkel. You know, <laughs> something like that, right? <laughs> like, very, very close to each other. It was pretty cool. That's funny. And Mr. Feeney is in the first episode of Girl Meets World. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's like cool. a, you know, like a, a nod, a goodbye type of thing. And I know he's in, I think, in the last one, too, if I remember correctly. He's older and kind of saying, like, you know. Oh, really? Giving his piece. It's really good. The, the way they did that show... It was it was it was perfect. It was great. I really like the. I don't know. I just thought it was a good art. You don't you rarely see that where you a completion, with the revival show, but it's a new show completely mm-hmm. with recurring characters that are just supporting. It's no longer the revolves around them. They have brand new. Oh okay. But it's still just as good as the original, and, it, and it's not like a gimmicky. You know what I mean? Where like they brought it back just for the nostalgia factor. It's like its own show. If you never heard of Women's World, it's fine. You know, you can watch Grimmins and appreciate Grimmins for what it was. I see. And then, like, when you find, and then for a lot of the younger generation, they find out, oh, Grimmins, and then they get to see that as like a prequel, and that's cool, you know. And then for us and my gen- my generation, I'm gonna explain because we were watching the show with Gwen, obviously, and and for me it was like, Grimmins was my favorite show, and I still think Cory and Topanga is the greatest couple of fictional history, you know. Like, True. Fuck Romeo and Juliet. I think it's Cory and Topanga all the way. So the fact that I, we see their story continue. So for us, all the nods and all the cliches, and it's like, oh, that's why that's, you know, like, it's awesome, you know? So it's, it's kind of cool. It's very rare to see a show brought Bebop back in a brand new way or, and still hold, holds up, you know? Without I mean? it being like, oh, uh, like... Right. Uh, like, I'm trying to think of stuff where they brought back, and it's just not the same, and it's just like, you're reaching... Dumb and dumber. Yeah, I mean, you could do that for the movies for sure. Like, a oh, lot. you mean like just shows, like strictly shows? I'm trying to think if there's done that with shows that become successful. The Sons of like the, the Fuller Sun House, right? They try to do that with Fuller House. I haven't seen that. No, but it, and but it is successful. Like they are doing it, but it's not as good. I remember I gave it a few episodes, and it's like that one. You could definitely tell that it's a lot of it's just for the nostalgia factor. Like they were they were they were reaching, reaching like, a lot of reaching. Yeah, oh. yeah, a lot of the stuff, and it's just not as good. It doesn't hold Kimmy up. Kimmy Gibbler, because a lot of the same humor as before, and the humor doesn't. It's too corny. It doesn't hold up. You know what I mean? Unless you're watching like reruns, like from yeah, and even that, that's that's a different time and place. So the. With the current, it just does not hold up. Yeah, okay. yeah. Full, but they did that with Fuller House. Uh, what else have they done? That with? Mm. I know they've done it a lot with like 
I want to say like CBS shows where they brought back uh, and it's the the kid's daughter this time or the son, right? And he's the new detective. Like I'm trying to think of Perry Mason or something like that. You know, like a show like. Oh, that. is it Perry Mason? Oh. Uh, but I'm saying like you know what I mean? Like it's a. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they pass it down to the next generation or whatever crap. Like know? the son of the mask. Yeah, but like more like Hawaii Five O, right? It's still set in the same universe as the original Hawaii Five O, but. That's actually one of the ones that are successful, actually. I think. Right? Hawaii Five O. Yeah, but it's but I mean that kind of mentality, right? Is that the Scott Con one? Mm-hmm. I think it, it's still going on, right? Yeah, it's, that's what I meant. That's, that's oh, one okay. that's actually still successful, and and it's becoming its own thing, right? Oh, a okay. lot of people didn't even know it's a remake now. That kind of thing, right? Kind of like uh, a Law and Order and things like that. No, that's just ongoing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not not necessarily that. Um, what was one where they brought it back and they switched everything up? Like they switched to gender role. Cleveland show. Oh, um, uh, not Annie. <laughs> Black Annie. Annie. Yeah. I think that was Cameron Diaz's last movie, right? She was in there. Hmm. She was like the leader of the orphanage or some shit. Huh. I've never seen it. I just oh, remember. Sorry. I think she retired from acting. Or yeah, she says she's just like an author and sale. Yeah, mom. yeah. books. She actually looks pretty good still. Yeah, I always liked her. She was good. Yeah, I think she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't like party. Like at least in real life. I, I, I didn't even realize she was married to that dude from Good Charlotte. Oh really? What's her name? Joel or something? One oh, of the one. One of the brothers. Yeah, is it good or the Charlotte? And I think the other one's uh, married to, like, Haley Duff or Hillary Duff. Oh, sure. Nice. Yeah, I didn't even think Good Charlotte was that successful a band. I never liked their stuff. I know they were pretty popular. I just remember because of Sam. Samantha? Yeah. She's like a... Yeah. Oh, remember because okay. I remember, like, her screen name. Remember, like, in AIM days? No. It was, like, uh, it was GC something, but the GC stood for Good Charlie. Oh, definitely don't remember. Yeah. Uh, that'd be kind of funny to bring. <laughs> yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> it's just weird how how distance we are from uh, your sisters that other people know about stuff like that, not without you knowing, right? Oh, I see. Well, yeah. I mean, like I don't really right. like I don't talk like I think they were like we're cool. Like, hey, what's up? Like, yeah. Okay. Like, but it's not like I see her all the time. Yeah, it's weird. I was watching this. What was I watching? Oh, The Boys earlier, and there's like there's an episode. Are you watching The Boys on Amazon? No, or? not yet. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. It definitely differs from the comics. So if you read the comics, it's not that big a deal because it, there's different side storylines, and it's still surprising you and where they're going. So it's so good though. It's really rare that I like both the adaptation and the original content without uh, missing a step. You know, like Sin City. No, because that's just repetitive. It, it is the they don't skew away from the storylines at all. Because everything's the same. Right, like, with right. It, like, yeah. Um, so, like, Preacher, uh, the the book is one of my favorite. They're both like Rough Fantasy too, the boys, but Preacher is one of my favorite. It is my favorite uh, graphic novel series, right? But the show I did not like at all. I, I haven't seen the show. It's, I mean, you you might like it, but because you don't know the original content, but I didn't like the show at all. Well, just like the ones you gave me, mm-hmm. like Gone to Texas and... Uh, and then, uh, that was the first one, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Um, What's another one like the movie? Uh, what did they do where they switched everything up? Oh, fuck. Which one? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Graphic novel stuff? Yeah. Oh, Wanted, right? So the movie's actually pretty good, but it's completely different from the graphic novel. And the graphic novel's actually not that good. It's uh, Mark Millar, I think. And 
and it's just uh it's popular but it's um it just doesn't age well there's a lot of like f words you know the gay one and oh I there's see. a lot of bigotry it just doesn't it did not it was written at a time when that kind of edging american pie you know how american pie doesn't age well so that type of writing and that type of humor is very similar in the book and it just does not hold up like the porkies of its thing yeah yeah you could say Ish. that yeah, you could say that. Parky's of his day. Because huh. it's just like a bunch of horny teenagers doing a bunch of teenage shit, right? Yeah, but I don't agree with that concept because that's saying like teenagers are rapists or some shit. Rapists? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I didn't say that. I mean, that's what uh, Parky's is implying in Revenge of the Nerds. And, and, and oh, like, yeah. And, and, just and, like spying on girls and doing all this stuff. Like, yeah, and American Pie. So that's why I don't like to say like, oh, these teenagers doing teenage shit. Well, no, because, you know, teenagers don't rape, you know, all the time. This is movie act writing telling us what... Well, the internet says otherwise. Yeah. And if it's on the internet, it's got to be true. I've heard that too, yeah. No, I'm kidding. On the internet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just don't like those expressions, you know. Uh, guys doing guy shit or girls boys with girls will be boys. or that kind of crap. Like, that's not... It's not even close to... Like, like mentioning that, like, I saw this video. Like, I don't... I think it, it had to have been Facebook because it was, like, a while back. But um, it was like of a, a little boy and a little girl. Like I don't know, it's like the parent mm-hmm. or whoever was watching them, like just recording them. Like the the little, I mean, because I think they were like toddlers; they could barely walk. Yeah. You know, like he would go up to the girl and like try to kiss her, and she would like push him, and then it would fall and do this like little, mm-hmm. you know, baby on their back, like kicking or whatever. Yeah. Then he like kind of like waddle and try to stand back up, and he would try to do it again and again, like you know, she would he would try to kiss her, and you know, he would she, try like, to express him. his feelings. Oh, that's like that. Well, that's like, you know what I mean? You know, like going through the comments of that mm. video, you know, some people are like, oh my gosh, that's so cute. You know, how mm. adorable. But then other people were like, you know, like, no, like you can't tell them that that's just cute. You know, mm. that's wrong. She says, no, that means no, you need mm. to stop. Because then, it, you know, they grow up with this mentality where it's like, oh, I just have to try harder in order right. to get that, you know? Well, isn't that what, uh, shouldn't we be persistent? Hmm? Shouldn't we be persistent in our goals? Well, when a girl says no, she means yes. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying we should be persistent in our goals, shouldn't we? Or do we shoot? Do we just give up? I don't know. What do you mean? What kind of goals? Well, I guess that is. Does it de- Does it depend on the goals? Uh, I mean, I guess unless it's yeah. consensual. I guess. Are we talking about that? I mean, that's why I'm saying like, uh, what What are we talking about? Should we just give up when someone says you know? It depends what we're talking about. That's what I'm asking. What are we talking about? I thought we were talking about the little boy and the little girl, like, and he's trying to kiss her, but she says no. Yeah, well, yeah, should he have to quit and stop? I would think so, sure. <laughs> I would think so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, you should be persistent in your goals, man. You don't think so? Like, depends on the goals. Like, were we just mm. talking about, like... Boys will be boys, like yeah, that's enabling that behavior. I don't think that applies to that. One hundred percent. I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb for him to. That's one of those like uh, uh, definition of insanity type things, right? Yeah. What? That's one of those definition of insanity type things, right? Mm. Yeah, but crazy people don't know that they're crazy. No, that's not what I'm talking about. So you know how they say that bullshit about definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Was that Einstein? No, he didn't say that. <laughs> Who said that? Oh shit! It don't matter because it's wrong. But like, uh, the, but that, um, that's what the little boys is doing, right? 
Yeah. Let's pretend they were like 15 instead, right? So it's a little bit more creepier. So if you keep doing the exact same thing, expecting the same result, like, oh, maybe this time she'll get it. Like, okay, well, this guy's an idiot, right? What do you mean, like, change your approach instead of doing... Absolutely, like, yeah. So maybe the way to do it is not go and force yourself on a woman. Because, oh, guess what? Women don't like to be forced upon, you know? Like, no shit, you know? So maybe I should not... I should approach it in a different way. So if I'm try, if my goal is to kiss her, if my goal is to make her my girlfriend or get her to like me, yeah, I guess what? Don't be such a pushy asshole, asshole. You're going to get rejected. But I don't think it's uh, like, oh, no, that means you should give up on your goals or whatever your goals is. Uh, if your goal is to ask her out and get her to go out with you, well, if that approach didn't work, well, why don't you try a different approach? You could try the social justice warrior approach where you pretend to be a cuckold. She might like that one. A lot of guys get laid pretending to be feminists, so let's try that one. <laughs> what? That <laughs> <laughs> works for a lot of what They posted this one thing, the feminist page, where um, it's this dude talking about all these ways that, like, it's wrong for guys to do this and this. It's like this whole right slide. I don't know. Have you seen it yet? Uh, I can follow it, it, but like... It was a few days ago, right? So this is whole guys, and it's a bunch of, like, claps and all this stuff about this... Yes, finally a man that knows how, you know, how to to, to, uh, talk to women or something like that, right? Just scoring points, is that what it is? My line was, like, I bet he gets so much pussy with this fucking line. Like, that's... It's like, why are we pretending? You're just kind of baiting, right? I I mean, look, whether he's sincere or not, like, this is his way... Uh, this is his manners to get pussy by not necessarily pretending because he might believe it but this is another way that why are we pretending that that's not the that's not what's going on here Uh, you know well like in regards to like the video with like little kids like the little Mm -hmm. boy trying to kiss a little girl but she says no like I I think you know like can't girls have goals either why can't girls have goals? Oh, I never said they couldn't. Yeah. No, no I'm mean, not like, asking you. I'm saying, like, why is it always, like, the guy's goal? To, uh, I guess that's just nature, right? The guys are always chasing the girls. It's more the norm than the girls chasing the guys. So it's always, like, a predator-prey type of mentality. Uh, hmm. Which I guess makes sense since the girls are flowers and the guys are jackhammers. Physically yeah. speaking, that's a horrible one. I mean, it's just nature. Yeah. I don't know why people break down more to it, like as if there is more to it. It's just all human nature is nature. It's animal nature. Okay, yeah, it's the same thing. Sense. I get that. I don't know why people give so much to like people give so much credit. Like they put us to such higher standards as if we should know better or act differently because we know better. But do we? Aren't all our fucking instinct based on instincts and based on human reactions and animalistic reactions? Have we ever changed in society? Very I don't think primal so. and lower yeah. reptilian. It's always been. We'd like to pretend like we're better species or higher species. Are we? You know? Maybe we should just accept that we're not. I think it really comes down to that whole, if we want to get, you know, unravel the nothing but nothingness thing, is it really just comes down to avoiding the main fear and you can throw religion in this if you want. You can throw politics if you want. But that it's all completely meaningless and we don't know what happens to us after we die. Right. And it's the fear of death that kind of provocates all of this stuff. Including this 
irrational thinking of thinking we're higher than the animals that we are actually and in reality that's not reality what do I want to say like um it's almost just because like you know just like the you know just societal standards you know which change yeah yeah which change all the time like a evolution and a shift no 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 I'm just talking about that but I'm talking about societal standards change constantly and we're constantly having to live up to these new societal standards according to society's standards and which aren't always correct because they wouldn't be changing if they were always correct so I and I think my biggest problem with that is judging past society current societal standards judging the past societal standards as if there weren't something different as if they're after as if people as if there's being ones to judge when they shouldn't be, I don't think so. It's so easy to look back at stuff from back in the day and call it um, sexist, call it racist, but in reality, at the time, the reality, like, like that's my biggest problem with the forefathers, right? Uh, yeah, no shit. Like, if we look at them with today's standards, they're slave owners. And of course, they're racist. <laughs> I mean, but you gotta put yourself in society standards at the time. A lot of them were good leaders, good people, and because they were slave owners doesn't mean that that automatically made them racist you know what I mean that was just uh, I mean, like uh, it was just part of that society like it just kind of came with the house like That's, oh this house has this, this yeah and oh, it has and like it six with, slaves you, know, uh, you have two indoor slaves too by the way you know like, and that was kind of the whole like, like, oh okay like, sure we'll take it it's the current it was that, that at that time the societal standards but we constantly look at them now like, and, and we judge them now too how many means have you seen like oh of course this country is a shit look at what it was based on it was like that was current society said what are you talking about like it doesn't even apply to the modern society you know what do you think about 20 30 years from now how fucking judgy are we going to be look how they judged uh trans people right you know we're still in that stage now mm-hmm. or even even regular gay people right uh, uh or they're all regular but you know what i mean but like Gay people now, like, look how easily, just recently within the last two to three years, we've just stopped using the F word as a, as a, it's a hard E-R, N-word for a lot of them, for a lot of people, that's how they feel about it, and we just recently stopped using that. Look at, you go back a movie five to ten years ago, it's constantly in there. Oh, I've seen, yeah. We were just talking about American Pie 3, it's constantly in there as a, as a derogatory term. Monster Squad, it's in Monster Squad. Yeah, that's right, well, that's like in the 80s, so that's even more so, right? But I'm talking about how recently... How how quickly do societal standards change constantly? I mean, we're constantly judging those things with modern eyes. That's it's it's to me it's idiotic, and it, I have I have no I have no like uh, you know how you say I I don't suffer fools easily. I have I have no fucking patience for those people for people that are currently that want to be that social justice warrior bullshit and are are judging past things with current societal standards. Hmm. It's not it's not right. It's not fair, and it's not like get over yourself, bro. It's, it's just and as if we're any better. Like, as if we're thinking, like, t- five to ten years from now, we're not going to be judged in a certain way. You know, like, as if right. we're any better. Relax. We all suck. This is my whole point with everything, right? We all suck. Uh, whatever your gender is, whatever your race is, we're all dumb. We're all stupid. We all suck. You know? It, just get over yourself. Stop judging. Be so judging of, you know, the past or even the current societies, right? I think it's just the uh, delusions of grandeur. A lot of that is. Just hubris yeah. and ego. 100%. Thinking we're more intelligent than the people that came before Absolutely. us. That's Absolutely. That's a lot of that is. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, you believed in that? Like, phew, Idiots. Get with 2020, bro. Right. You know? Yeah. But I think it's like one of those things, uh, like, it's not just like, you know, you know, generally speaking, societal, but it's very introspective. Where you have to, like, you know, get your head out of your ass and you have to, like, you mm-hmm. know, take a good long look in the mirror and see how, like, 
and that applies i think that applies today and to specifically those kind of things absolutely with the feminists and those those articles and those people thinking like oh look at him being uh so aggressive with women he needs to be taught something differently like that's being like that's how's that how that needs to be looked at today with modern societies like stop 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 like stop thinking if everything everyone's the bad guy here everyone's acting as if you're any better or any worse it's all animal in human instincts animals is all the same bullshit we're all acting on our on instinct really on feelings on on really uh on an evolutionary status right a hunter-gatherer mode a survival mode really if you really want to get it's to a it. self-preservation one yeah survival mode yeah that's what that means and it's all and if to fool ourselves into thinking that we're acting any out of anything other than our own benefit Mm-hmm. Uh, our own individual benefit. That's the only reason we ever do anything, is for our own individual benefit, and that it throws a wrench in anything that's quote unquote moral or 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 um, the whole right and wrong thing, right? Because nothing, even the quote unquote good things that or moral things that are done selflessly are not really selfless. They're really even done for our own selfish needs. Yeah, anything. Yeah, like anything done is like you're getting something out of it, right? Like it's not just you're not a martyr, right? Like you're not gonna right. you know, change, and the even world. like, oh, I want that good fuzzy feeling. Let me go get five bucks at this homeless guy right here. Like, okay, cool. And, and don't even get me started. It. Don't even get me started on that. Yeah, on that. <laughs> you, that's, no, I, that's I, a I get whole other thing you. where I have, uh, aside from no patience for the other thing, I have contempt for people that post about anything, any other charities or whatever. Absolute contempt for that. But yeah, Charity. so like for anyone fooling themselves into thinking that they're above and above and beyond what everybody else's norms, it's. Uh, Go fuck yourself. I have no no push. I'd rather, uh, I forgot what movie I was watching, or but they said like I'd rather you be a piece of shit in my face than someone who pretends to be a good person. Oh no, who's great? Oh wait, was an Einstein quote. Uh, speaking of quotes from Einstein, you said I'll take uh, ostentatious vice to a, or no, ostentatious virtue, a hidden vice to an. Or no, uh, <laughs> shit, I'm fucking up the quote. You know what I'm talking about? Is it the one where, um, like, he was about to die, but, you know, they asked him, like, whether or not, you know, like, oh, we can do this, this, or that, but he's like, no, I don't want, like, a superficial, like... Uh, it's relative to that. Let me it, see if I can... Is that what he said? Like, I don't remember if it was that one. Uh, well, go ahead while I look at this. Any thoughts on... My thoughts, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, um... Shit. Like, trying to blink. Um... Like, I would, I've always felt like, particularly, you know, just like in this age of social media and like, you could literally document every little thing you do and post it, whether it's one person follows you or a thousand, yeah. a million, you know, whatever. It's like, I guess, almost like a, like a... I did find a quote real quick when you're done, yeah. Oh, shit. Sure. I, uh, okay. I was just going to like ramble on. Man, it was, uh, it was Einstein quote. As far as I'm concerned, I prefer a silent vice to an ostentatious virtue. So basically, uh... Don't brag about any any of your quote unquote right. good 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 things or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what were you saying though? Can you continue on your oh, your ramble? Shit. Excuse me. Um. Um. Uh, what was I? What was the last thing I said? Just you're ranting about current uh, as far as you're concerned uh, the social justice warriors of today. We were um just um. Oh, like, you doing something, and then, like, you know, like, and posting it on social media. Yeah, that it, It's, I think it's kind of like, you know, almost like, you know, to some degree, it's almost like this, um, like a God complex thing. 
Yeah. Where, you know, almost like a pyramid scheme, like, if you want to think about it that way. Like, again, hmm. you know... What do you mean pyramid scheme? Okay, like, you know, like, you do something... I guess it doesn't apply the exact same way, but, like, you know, you do something and, like, say, like, you know, like, one of your Instagram influencers... Yeah. You know, they have, like, all these, you know, like, all these followers and, like, you know, they could, like, you know, post whatever. And, like, even, like... You just need that one person to be like, well, that's fucking stupid. Why would they do that? Yeah. But they have all these other people, you know, just like, oh, yeah, you know, like, like, you know, moss to a flame, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? It's just like that enableism. Or yeah, ableism. but what do you mean by the pyramid scheme? Oh, Actually, yeah. Actually, I've like, heard the opposite of that, to be honest with you. The exact opposite of that. Well, I just mean like, you know, like, you, like it's just like this one person, you know, just doing like, you know, whatever. And, you know, they have all these people like kind of praising it, like. Like what's so important about that? It's no, just... I've heard the exact, literally the exact opposite about people. Well, specifically with fighters, I know it happens a lot, or comedians, uh-huh. where they get a bunch of adoration, but the ones that fuck with them is that one asshole, one in one, one in one thousand comments that tells them you suck, and that's what they hold on to the negative one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I've heard that more more often than not from uh, the people I listen to or the podcast I listen to. But I just mean it more like. Uh, it, it, to be fair, though, that might be because uh, the one specifically that I'm uh, listening to that has commented are fighters and comedians, who, by nature, by their own nature, gravitate towards the negative. So they feed off of negativity more than they do positivity. Like, um, they take it and they kind of like they're protective about it, or kind of like more no, like detrimental. No, I mean, or what do you mean? Uh, like. Like so, what you're saying about people who um, need the adoration and they get the thousands of comments and likes—that's probably that probably is true to your average influencer. Probably the dumber you are, the whoever you're, you're uh, uh, most uh, to Yeah, right. Like. So let's say let's say like a, a an easy one, uh, like a Kardashian or a Jake and Paul brother, the Ball brothers, right? Oh, okay. Jake and Logan Paul, like where they don't really care about the negative. They just dismiss them as haters, right? So they only take all the good ones and they ignore everything bad without so they don't take any criticism, they take adoration. And the ego the, the super ego is really now becoming oh, yeah. just blowing up out of proportion so you get to this like the god complex type of thing where you can't do any wrong because everybody around you you're surrounding yourself by yes, yes man virtually yeah. as well. 100%. So, but for like someone like a comedian or a fighter who Average comedian, average fighter are probably smarter than the average person, I'd say. Or they just look at life differently, perspective-wise, right? But they kind of, tor- they take, they feed on negative, they kind of gravitate towards the negative, or they they come out of negativity spots. So mm-hmm. most of these people are, had harder lifestyles growing up. Most of them come from suffering, come from negativity, so they deal with it a little differently. Uh, they usually turn that into art or turn that into motivation, right? That's right. kind of what I mean. Uh, so when you have like uh, you post a picture and you get a hundred thousand comments of like you're the best, awesome, I can't wait to see you again, or you're so funny, whoop de whoop. But you just you those are like whatever to you. Oh, okay, cool. Someone likes me, likes me. But as soon as that one comment comes, like you suck, I saw I wanted my money back, or you fucking suck, you can't do this, so and so will knock you the fuck out. Right. They comment to that, that pisses them off, and they, and they quote to that. They ignore all the thousands of comments that they got, but they hold on to those ten really bad ones, and that's what they either a they use that as drive, or they or like anybody who who came from a negative background, you either let that fold you in, or and you focus and you focus way too much than you should. Or you, uh, or you turn it into a drive where you're like, okay, fuck, it, I'm gonna prove that guy, that motherfucker wrong. I'm gonna prove that one wrong. Right. That kind of thing. And uh, so maybe that's where my perspective is different because the ones I'm hearing are always talking about those very few negative comments as opposed to the thousands of positive ones. You know. What right. Mean? Well, yeah. I mean, it's definitely, uh, yeah, like different perspectives. You know. 
But like, uh, well, I mean, they're not exactly the same situations. But like, if you the pyramid thing confused me. I don't know what you meant by that. I don't oh think yeah, it like the same, yeah. it's almost like it's like uh, like the ego's up top because you have all these people like kind of like putting you up there. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's what I meant. I don't think I could relate to that at all. Well, I think I'm not saying I could. Yeah, I'm just like trying to put that into that. Like, that was a point that I was trying to make. I don't think I want to know a person that can relate to that. I guess is a better way of putting it. You know what I mean? No, no, right. Yeah, yeah. Anybody who does think that way, where they get too much of, oh, we know someone who does actually. Now think about it. Uh, oh okay yeah been on the podcast a few times oh yeah but like you get what I'm saying though that's like a that's a point that, that I'm right. trying to like right. and I'm trying to make it's like they're just up there because they have like you know all these people like feeding that ego and and they kind of like you know I think that's that. why it's so damaging when um when a negative one gets through to that type of person that's why it's so damaging to a negative one uh gets through it because usually it's very dismissive but if if you won't let it go or like like, if I comment or I tweet on that one, which I have a couple times, it's very hard to ignore because sometimes I'm like, why is... Because these tweets are just nonstop and they're just complete mindlessness without context, too, which is even more annoying. Like, definitely, who gives a fuck? I think... No, fact, because it didn't yeah. just get there out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure it started gradual and then, like, you know, people just started, like... No, none of them. There's li- literally no likes and no retweets. That's why this one's so... Uh, mind-boggling to me because if you look at the history there's nobody retweeting nobody liking none of this so I'm, that's why i'm curious of where this ego comes from because it's very curious it had to search somewhere else because social media ain't giving you that <laughs> you know out of like that many followers and that much reception like it's uh none especially on the tweeting level it's n- it's like very like uh yeah, nobody's listening to this bullshit ramble on. You're speaking for yourself, and you think that's good. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, my favorite one to do when I do uh, end up coming, usually after a couple beers, is like, oh, yeah, water's wet, too, and the sun is hot, by the way. Yeah, like, it's just... <laughs> and that one got a couple of likes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's funny shit. That's horrible, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, like I said, I just don't like... Um, I don't like the... Like, uh, if I could find that tweet that the, the feminist posted pages. Uh, some oh. of them are good. Don't get me wrong. I don't go on there just a troll. I do like the page. Some of them are pretty cool and interesting. But some of them are really roll your fucking eyes at. A lot of them are like that. But, yeah, there's the whole the whole point of, like, that you, retweet, you, you post a picture of the dude going off on, like, what's wrong with men today type of thing. Like yeah, no shit. He's gonna use this line to get pussy. You know, look at look at all these bitches right like, now. Already, like, like look at how many bitches that are commenting on like whoop 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 or with hands raises. Like look, those are the moths, bro. Your fucking moths, your your fucking pussies are all wet already. Look at you. You let this dude fuck you already. Like, like no shit. It's working already. You fucking exactly. dum dums. Like point, you yeah. fucking dum dums. As if anybody's any different or any better. Like Andrew Dice Clay. I love Andrew Dice Clay. You think he'd survive in today's modern world? You know. I mean, I, I think somehow so. he could. I think he's that just be testament to just his show was amazing. Genius, I don't know if you saw his right. HBO show he did it with Natasha Leggero. Uh, it was, not all of it. It was I saw a couple of episodes. Solid. Yeah. I was very surprised how good he is. He even brings up his wonky eye, uh, you know, because he his one of his eyes went crooked uh, like a few years ago, whatever. Oh, and that's one of the reasons he went out of stop uh, out of the spotlight. You know, someone who's kind of he has a big ego on his looks and appearance, and then he has gonna. Like, he brought that up on an episode. I was like, man, this is a good episode. Like, oh shit, he's getting serious. He's getting really dark with it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, I'm surprised how real he was. And honest with, you. I think that's what. Look, see, this is my problem. Like, you could talk shit all you want about um, 
toxic masculinity. I don't think it's a real thing, but or mass or even anyone who's a chauvinist, uh, like those kind of characters. Uh, and then you go the opposite way, like with ultra feminism. Um, that doesn't bother me either. I think what 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 I want from people, what I won't cross my arms at is honesty uh, from someone. So when someone's being completely real with themselves, regardless of whatever their agenda is, uh, that's kind of what you, that's like a bleeding moment. Like, okay, now it's relatable. Thank God. Now we can be real with someone who's uh, being honest with themselves and being real with them about whatever their situations they're going through. All this other stuff doesn't matter. All this stuff is just kind of like, it's a house of cards type of thing. A lot of it is. It's just not, it's not a real, these aren't real issues. We're making up issues. Okay. We're making up issues that only can take place in a first world country. And that's another one. That people pretend like white privilege is in... We're so quick to call people out on white privilege, right? On like, oh, you don't know how good you got to like, Bro, this is America. This is a first world fucking country. For us to say privilege about anybody other race, like, this is American privilege. Like, we're it's like, hey, so, you live in the United States. We're so fucking full of ourselves thinking, like, white privilege, she doesn't deserve to be having this platform, like... We have a platform. All of us do. We all. It isn't like America make like what uh, like most like what is it? Sixty four percent of the of the world's wealth. Like the average income in America is is like ninety percent bigger than the world's. Like it's something like that, right? Had stupid like the poverty levels comparisons don't even compare type of thing on what the average American lives on is into what the average world citizen lives on or whatever. like average average mm-hmm. like in the entire United yeah. States as opposed to like. Like the U.S. plus anywhere else. Or uh, the like statistic I remember reading like was the average U.S. the average uh, employee or whatever worker, whatever he makes a year, is already like ninety percent more wealthy than most of the world. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And don't even get started on the one percent of the super rich. That's oh, like the one. I think that's like eighty uh, percent of the world's complete yeah. all the richest people, right? Something like that, right? Yep. It's just stupid how you not necessarily making up a term but you're so quick to call people out on white privilege to thinking you have no privilege yourself we all have fucking privilege we all have and with the with the internet we all have a voice too which is crazy which is even even more fucking awesome i don't know it's, it's, it's just it's so i'm just so sick of people calling out there out i'm sick of people calling other people out on their bullshit without acknowledging their own bullshit right i think that's my biggest issue i'm gonna grab another beer you want yeah, yeah. you want to keep yeah. oh shit Go ahead. Oh, um, no, no, yeah, I know what you mean, man. Um, but uh, I, I think that takes a degree of um, of uh, you know, like we can like you know, like uh, kind of ignore like uh the. Well, I don't even think it's like ignore ignorance. We can you can look at yourself the way you look at other people, mm-hmm. where you can call somebody else out on this or this person does that, that person does that. But like, what what do I do? You know, like where am I fucking up on? You know, and I think I don't know if it's just like they just haven't taken that that uh, chance to really you know to look at themselves like in that good long look in the mirror. Like where am I fucking up at? You know, like. Yeah, before but I judge all these people. But that's individual responsibility. Which but I think it starts that it way. Should, well, that's exactly what I was just going to say. Oh. Which is the first and foremost, right? So that should be... like That's like fucking middle school suicidal bullshit. You should legitimately start that when you're like that young. If not younger, right? I have the mentality. But what I, I think what I'm getting more towards is when you start getting towards... Ra- I, well, like, yeah, the big threes, right? Political, 
either politics, racism, or, or gender, or, uh, or sexism, Sex, I guess. I don't yeah. know why I say gender, but... Or that kind of thing. Now we're broadening the spectrum and calling this one's not good, this one's good. This one's not good, this one's good. And this, uh, it's, now we have... We're applying each one to one side or the other as thinking if you put this this group of people on that side and I'm on this side and I'm right, they can't be wrong. Now we just cro- we just built a bridge now. And that means anything they say has no value because they're on that side and I'm on this side, so they can't be right. And I and because I'm not wrong. That that's I think that's my biggest problem. Did I put that the right way? Am I am I saying that right? No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Just like when you think of like Democrats and Republicans. Right. Like I'm well, this guy's full of shit. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's fucking stupid, right. you know. And they're thinking this exact same thing. Right. So it's like this, you know. There's uh, what do you call it? Right. That rift, mm-hmm. or whatever. Where you you're just that polar. We're just like you know, like say like even you're talking to somebody. Oh blah 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 blah. Then it's like oh I'm a Democrat, and already it's like boom. Yeah, the wall's built. Mm-hmm. And you know like. You can't progress from that just because you're kind of at the mercy of your own ignorance. Yeah, well, like, I cannot believe that people can't think, like, um, uh, this is why I don't associate with either left or right, but let's say, are, are we, are, is a Democrat so stupid as to think that there's no one smarter than him on the Republican side? Is a Republican so idiotic to think that there's no one that's smarter than him on the Democratic side? There has to be a reason for that, so what's the reason? And this is where I, the open communication part, but that, that doesn't come apart. Because as soon as you mentioned, like you called it, as soon as you mentioned one or the other, the walls up, they don't want to hear anything you say because nothing you have now has a hold of value. They're just like landmines or trigger words. Like as soon as you hear it, that and you that applies to race, that applies to gender, that applies everything, to all that absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, all that stuff. As soon as you say, uh, especially with the BOM in the Blue Lives Matter, right? As soon as you say, uh, one of the dumbest things I kept seeing is like, uh, blue, um, being a cop is a choice, being black is a choice, right? This is one of the dumbest ones I've seen so far. I don't know. Have you seen that one yet? No, I haven't. Yeah, it, it's one of the ones that's been going on. One of the memes that's been pro, like because blue blue lives matter too, all that stuff. And I guess they're because compa- they're saying that cause it's the same thing as if you're on the cop side or you think that cops are okay, uh, then that means you're against black and like you can't represent that one because you're you're chosen to become a cop and no one's choosing to become black. The problem with that that one is most of those retweets that I saw or those reposting that I saw didn't come from black people. They came from either white or Mexican people with their other race chain, whatever you want. That's a whole other thing. But that's, oh, yeah. but, and I was like, uh, that one's, to me, why that one was so stupid was because, hey, numbnuts, you're choosing to choose the side. You weren't born black either, dummy. Like, you're choosing to back this side up as if there's one or the other, right? Uh, that's another one that's a was but as soon as, uh, as soon as you say, like, oh, well, you know, uh, uh, I think some cops are good. Like, well, yeah. I mean, that's not really saying anything because no shit, like, cops are good. I think Chris Rock probably put it the best. Did you saw that one, right? I think Which one? About the airline pilot one. Oh, yeah. Chris Rock is brilliant. my favorite comedian. Fucking man. brilliant, right? Like, yeah. Uh, of course, not all airline pilots crash into a plane. But if you heard, you, you know, just one out of every hundred or so crash into a plane, you probably wouldn't fly that fucking airline no more, right? That was brilliant, like, the, the way his joke is structured. Amazing, oh, he's right? great, man. But that's not like that's not the whole point. You don't have to be. I hate that. I hate this stupid one or the other type of mentality that we've gone. This isn't new either. I'm not. I'm not. Oh, right. Fact. This is always has been teams. People like to join teams. But if you're on this team, then you can't be with them. Or if you're on that team, you can't be with us. Or vice versa. People like to put themselves in pockets or categories or boxes 
to be able to li- be labeled or identify people. And right now you can now I know where to classify myself. Like so, like I'm going with this and that. That's what I'm trying to like avoid all that stuff. You know, individual culturism. I always say, go for it, man. No one can box you in if you're fucking believing nothing or believing everything. But it's almost like you can kind of like influence yourself in or out. Like you have to like look at the bigger picture and. But I think it, it takes a certain degree of, you know, just uh, a lot of, you know, like, internal, like, uh, like what would you call it? Well, I mean, you wouldn't call it internal struggle, but... No, not struggle. Individual like, identi- 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 identifying yourself. Like, look, like, if I, if I especially because, like, half my time now is spent in Texas, which is a huge red state, and I'm coming from a blue street. And the first thing I hear is all that shit. I, none, number one, like, uh... <sighs> Oh yeah, you know, uh, Trump is awesome. Like that whole thing. Like first shit I was here. Like oh yeah, and or oh you come from California? Oh yeah, you probably hate Trump. But like oh I don't hate him either. Like I, why do I have to associate with one or the other? Do I think he's stupid? Yeah, that has nothing to do with if I like him or not. I don't. I think he's an idiot. I wouldn't vote for him. Doesn't mean I don't. I won't, wouldn't want a Republican in the White House. That doesn't matter what. Who gives a fuck? You know, it gets to a whole different thing. But that's the first right. thing you hear because they associate me with some something that doesn't necessarily represent me. You know, do I like shooting guns? Yes, I do. I was a military for a long time. I love shooting guns. Do I think gay people should get married? Yeah. I don't even think that should be an issue. Why? Like, I hate the fact that why is that even an issue? Like, that's not even a question we should... To me, that's one of the most annoying ones that's like, why are we even talking about this? That's not even one that should come up. Like, shooting guns and gay people getting married should not ever be in the same... What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) You know, pun intended, no brainer, you know. <laughs> uh, or was it like, yeah, like gay rights or whatever is always thrown in there with the leftists, right? Like, why does that have to be associated with the Democratic or Republican side? As if they're not gay Republicans all of a sudden? You know, like, what the, f- what are you talking about? Like, why does it always have to be associated with the political side on uh, people having uh, gay rights or whatever? It's very annoying to me. And the gun rights, too. Why does gun rights... Ha- do we, Dude, you know how fun it is shooting... I bet you if Democrats, love, you know, slang, like, you put them... Throw a gun in the hand and take oh, them away. I hate guns. I like, hear. Try this. Like, yeah. Try, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Like, bro, you ever see fucking Charger 2? Like, unload a, a minigun. It's amazing. Yeah. Why does it have to be a. Why do things that are fun or things that are human rights have to be associated with the left or right? It's just. It's so annoying to me. Do you think there's like a. Like a. Well, yeah. Like, there has to be like either one or the other. Like, that's, like, Seems the lowest like common denominator. Like, Seems always, like you know? Like, if you can kind of, like, reach up, it's like, oh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You can go further. Well, there's this, but that's not so bad. You mm-hmm. know, that's pretty cool, you know? It has to be, you know, very, like, you know, there's, like, the polar. It's very polar, you know? Mm-hmm. If you don't like this, if you're not with this, you're against it's this. The team's mentality that people like to jump on, man. Your favorite mm-hmm. football team, they'll fight you over it, right? No. Mm-hmm. People yeah. die over it, man. Yeah, people kill her. Uh, it's you know, it's just like who gives a fuck? I don't know. Maybe is that my mentality? Yeah. I'm running for president. Who gives a fuck? Some <laughs> 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 slogan, bro. Was it uh, Gold Jack and Green? Yeah, who gives a shit? That's that. That's should be my quote. Yeah, Medell's that's 20, a great one. You could, uh, we could run as a uh, president, vice president. Medell's 2020. Hey, I'm down. Man. Gold Jack and Green Jack. Who gives <laughs> a shit? That's our slogan. That's our bumper sticker. Put that in your fucking car. Or don't. Who Put gives a shit? Put that in your pipe and smoke. Oh man, that was pretty fucking good. Free abortions <laughs> for everybody, but also free ammo. So boom, there you hey. go. You know, 
Was that from The Simpsons? No. They, they had, like, they little, had the, league, yeah. and little abortions for some, little tiny flags for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they put it so well, man. Like, yeah. But even just like, you know, they just in that one little thing. Uh, what did he say before that? It was just like... Uh, I, I always give high praise to any shows or, or cartoons that make fun of both sides for the ridiculousness, you know? Simpsons South Park are probably top top tier to both of those things right? right the best of uh eric andre's does that a few times too but anyways someone who will make fun of both sides yeah yeah i'm always done down for this shit because like it's that. not like you watch it and it's like oh they're just about like this or anything you know you they, don't they can get know. you don't feel like they're poking fun uh south park's a little bit braver with it because they do that with religion as well they'll make Absolutely. fun of all of them you know uh in the gender one as well i mean they even make fun of like uh, was it Breast Cancer Awareness Month? And it was brilliant. It was one of the funniest ones. Which one was that one? It's like it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and uh, what's the, what's the girl's name that used to go out with Sam? She's always wearing purple or pink. I forgot her name. Lucy. Is it the one that um who she go out with? I think Stan. Was it Stan the one she gets thrown up on? Yeah. Wendy something burger. Wendy. Was it Wendy? Wendy? Was yeah. Wendy. Well, anyway, like she's really obviously she hates Cartman with a passion, and. <laughs> For breast cancer awareness month, he goes to give the presentation, and she's so pissed. But he starts it off with like, uh, like, like breast cancer awareness month. I want to get something off my chest. <laughs> and he's pretending to be serious, and she's like, "Shut the fuck up!" I know you're not. She's like, "Please, Wendy, I'm sorry." He's like doing the whole thing, like it was but just like his voices, like his dynamic and in, in his voices. <laughs> of course, I, this is very serious. Please calm down. Let me finish my presentation. Just saying shit like that is so fucking funny, bro. But see, that's what I'm talking about, man. Nothing's off limits, and because everything's <laughs> off limits, you know what I'm saying? Like that's so no one's safe type of thing. Or they're making fun of the stupid because there's some stupidity to that stuff too. There is legitimately just because something's taboo doesn't mean it shouldn't be touched. Like there's legitimately things to poke holes at that too, you know? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I like man. these innuendos, yes. Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing nothing should be sacred, I guess is my problem. When you make something sacred, now you hold it in a special place where it's untouchable. And nothing should be untouchable, I don't think. Except the crucifix. Hmm, I touch that. I mean what did that crucifix? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's just my own personal thing. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm gonna watch that video now with that little boy trying to kiss that little girl. Oh man, hmm. I'm gonna see if I can find it in a bit. I want to see that with now though, like with those same actors all grown up. <laughs> oh yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, Let's see if that'd be a... funny. And and they're married now. That worked. Like he was persistent. You know. <laughs> There's always <laughs> stories. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that trailer I sent you for that fucking uh, fat, fat man? Oh, with uh, Mo- Mel Gibson, was it Mel Gibson? Where he's playing like Santa and shit. <laughs> I, I think, I think why I like Walter Goggins is in it. I think why I liked it, the trailer so much is because everybody's playing it seriously, like nobody's winking at you. So they're playing this ridiculous concept, very serious. We're just waiting for it to be like, oh, okay, it's a comedy. Right, right. no, 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 no. It, like, if they change the name of the film, if they change any, you know, all the characters' names, and they, you wouldn't get that it's about Santa, like, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is interesting. This, or, you know, this, oh, one of these directed video movies, like, where you do those cheesy, like, Expendables-type movies, right? But no, no, you're not getting any of that. <laughs> you're, they're playing it, everything straight, and it's like a... 
action horror Christmas movie, you know, that as as ridiculous as that sounds. So I'm all for it, bro. You got some? That's how we do. What you got? I was just taking a picture. Oh, my bad. Oh, shit, man. It's been an hour already. It felt like 20 minutes. Has it really? Yeah. So what you been up to, man? I've been gone for a minute. Uh, shit. Just work and, um... Same old bullshit. That's literally yeah. the same answer you always give. But yeah, at no, the that's same time, you know, like, it's not really... I don't corona really, times, nothing much changes. You know, um... Like, I know Meltzer's in town. Oh, I don't know that, yeah. Um, oh, his dad died. Just yes, I know that. But, uh... I guess we're gonna have the service this weekend. Um, I'm talking to him. Actually, just today. You should have came out, then. I should have told him, like, I yeah. didn't think about it. Like, if I would have known, uh, if I would have, like, hit him On his uh, Facebook, he posted it, and, of course, he's getting the, uh, my condolences to everybody. I'm so sorry. I, I think my comment was, uh, now, for everybody, you know, my comment was, like, uh, he looks like you, the potter, right? Husband. So, <laughs> and then, he, you know, he put, LOL, you know, yeah, I guess so, you know, whatever. Um, so, for everybody home, Alistair has a very similar sense of humor to myself, very dark comedy type of thing. But I think it's just that the way you deal with death is a little bit, um, it's not that the, the well wishes are fake with everybody condoling you with my, I'm sure they mean it. I'm sure they do. Right. But it's also very similar to that comments where you're getting a hundred fucking likes or a hundred praising you. It's that one outlier. So I think that's the way I look at it. Where like, you're going to get a bunch of these people telling you how sorry they are and all that stuff. Uh, I'd like to insert maybe some humor instead. You know, something to line up. Because people deal with it differently. Yeah. Exactly. And I and I know him, so he deals with it more similar to death, more similar to, to that stuff than myself. So he would appreciate it. As opposed to someone who you don't, you know for sure wouldn't, like, oh, that's inappropriate, right? That kind of stuff. Or, or would, like, no, don't don't even, or would block me after I comment something stupid like that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm not going to tell them that. You know, they can, they'll get my generic, like, you know, oh, my condolences or sorry for your loss type of stuff. But does the ones who oh, share a similar dark type of sense of humor, like, okay, you'll get the you get the joke part, you know, so you can, because I know you'll appreciate it, right? And more, more so than your average. Like that one person, you tell a joke, as long as that person left, like, I'm good. Right? I think I, I think that's probably the way I, mean, I, I that's why I'm a failed stand-up comic, right? Because I always <laughs> had that co- that mentality way more, as long as there was one person laughing. And most of the time, the one person that was laughing was laughing at how much nobody else was laughing. But that's that mentality. But yeah. I, I, I think those are appreciated more, you know what I mean? I don't know. But you, I mean, you, I mean you're the same as me. We're in the same boat. We dealt with death very early on from when we were kids. Right. Uh, do you think? I mean, you you can tell your perspective is different than other people who don't go through it as as much, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, just like with anything, you know, if you're not accustomed to it, especially something like that, because it's no easy thing. I'm not saying like a death is like oh whatever happens mm-hmm. all the time. No, know? but I mean, well, actually, it does happen it all is the time. Whatever it happens, but individually, it's absolutely monumental to you, right? Right. Exactly, you know. It is not like this person's life means less than this other person. Right. It's just like, I get it, you know. It's a different kind of acceptance. Does that make sense? Like, um, Because it's beyond you. Right. It's a, like kind of coming to terms with your own mortality. Because mm-hmm. I think that's like one of the bigger issues with not just the loss. So that's one of the big ones too, right? Because there's not too many people that go through that. Death is one of those catalysts for that when you're a close member to your family dies. It's a shock to your system where, like, it's really you're looking at yourself and how fragile life is and how quickly you can all go. 
But when you have incidences early on, especially where not only are you de- de- dealing with funerals, but you have near le- near death experiences, life and death situations, where your perspective changes a little bit quicker than you expected it to. You weren't ready for you to have this current outlook on life or uh, more more so outlook on death, right? Like, oh shit, all of a sudden it kind of grows you up a bit. But at the same time, it devolves your humor into this kind of dark kind of mentality where I think once you accept that death is inevitable or that you're you're going to die, you you can let loose, you can appreciate stuff a little bit more. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, like a, not think, a near death experience, think, a near life experience. You're right, but think of it like 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 coming out of the closet for someone who's homosexual, right? Uh, think of it like that. So you're no longer holding on to something. Oh shit, big ass possum just running through. Oh, uh, so you're no longer holding on to something um, that's keeping you from being completely yourself. Right, that that that's what I've, I've heard it explained to me. Where someone's coming out of the closet, they're a little bit more free. They're open. They're finally like a little bit lower off their back type of stuff. I think it's huh. that's the best way I can explain it for going through a, through a near life or death situation or or experiencing a lot of deaths early on, where you know you're not, you're gonna die at some point. You're you experience your own mortality, and you're just like, okay, well, I guess it's not death is not as big a deal as this big epic thing you're avoiding or whatever it's you it's more acceptable so now you're free to live your life you're not holding down to the restrictions of death right right i think it's similar in that sense hmm well like um like louis ck has this bit i forgot what stand-up it was it was on and he's talking about how um like we're all really just dead people you know because we're gonna be dead longer than we've been alive so we're really just dead people that haven't died yet. And this is just really just like a little glimpse of just uh, like we're alive and we do what we do. You know, we're trying to make it more, you know, grand than it really is. But we're just kind of like uh, specks in the entire universe, you know. like Did he have that one? Uh, yeah, because he was in fucking Richard Gervais' film, The Invention of Line. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think most of that movie, I know the whole concept is fun about, you know, no one's ever thought of saying not the truth type of thing in that society. But most of it revolves around uh, death and being afraid of death and you wanting to tell your comfort, your loved one in a time right. of away. A lot of it is that. And it makes you think, like, was that how it really happened? Like someone who's so afraid of being aware of their own death that they created something to comfort them in the afterlife type of thing? Was that how, you know the invention of God was made. It's a very real possibility that I think people don't want to acknowledge because that means it's a po- also a possibility that there might be nothing after this. Right. And people are afraid of that. And but, that scares them, yeah. But I, but once again, I apply that same logic to someone who's religious. Like, how can you say you really are devoted or love God if most of your relationship, quote unquote, because they love, they love to say it's not a religious relationship, right? cute very cute and then, yeah sure it's true but that's cute the way you're using it how can right. you say most of your relationship quote unquote is of servitude or love or, or you know whatever if it's all based on this fear of death that you have and if you can't acknowledge that then you're really a kind of a slave to that and that's what you're worshipping you're worshipping death you're not worshipping God 
So that's why I was trying to explain to this other guy who's, uh, that I work with who's super religious, but very naive. He's very in the early early stages. One of these born again guys. And, oh. And I try to avoid a lot of conversations because he's just not ready f- down the road. I need to take him type of stuff. So, but he loves to bring it up, and oh man, and I was like. I, a lot of times I feel like I'm not ready to break your heart yet <laughs> because you can still be a functioning Christian with these types of ideas. But if I bring this up to you now, it's just going to shatter your thing and you're going to have a rebuttal and you're going to whatever. A lot of that stuff is, let's say, so those who are most really quote unquote devout Christian, who I feel like, look, you can only really have a relationship if you quote unquote do have a belief, a belief in God and uh, and you do believe that he exists, or I hate the word belief, but I think he's real or whatever. You can't have that if you can't acknowledge that he may not exist or she may not exist, whatever that is. Right. Because you have to acknowledge that it may be very possible that there's nothing after this. They don't want to do that because, no, I have faith. And like, well, if you have faith, then you shouldn't, you don't know. And that's the whole, this just gets into the whole thing. Like, look, bro. Faith is literally the opposite of knowledge. You have to admit that you don't know. For you to have faith, you fucking dumb dumb. You know, it's, it's right. the whole thing, right? But let like me say, like, you can't get to that next level until you acknowledge that it's very possible that there may not be a God. And it's very possible that after this life is done, we're done. So for you to get past that, if you really want to have an actual relationship, it's believing in something that may not exist. That's actual love. That's actual servitude. That's actual that's when you really are okay, that now you're now you're actually devoted to believe. It's not just Doing it because of your fear of death, and that's what most religion is based on. It's a fear of death. I mean, that whole concept of God is is a fear of death. A lot of it, the fear of the unknown, right? Right. That's what, like, that's what it, it, it kills me about every, every every phobia ever is not a phobia of your arachnophobia. Or your your fear of spiders is not a fear of spiders. Your fear of falling is not a fear of falling. Your fear of clowns is not. It's all fear of dying from spiders. Dying for it's all a fear of death. That's your ultimate phobia. That's like, human nature's phobia. And that's what changes us, quote unquote, from the animals, right? That's the one thing that's not human nature or animal nature is we are aware of our uh, that we're we're going to die, right? That's what they always say. But I do think I think I, I think they found that dolphins and bears have uh, shown some. I'm getting away from the thing, but uh, you say that the one thing aside from opposable thumbs that differences from animals and humans is that the fact that we're aware we're going to die, and I think that's where all these philosophies come from. It stems from the, the um, just the, the realization that we're not going to be here forever. Like, it's just like this blip. Like, again, you know, like, in this very um, macrocosm mentality. Uh, but, uh, like, I had a conversation on Instagram a couple of weeks ago with, like, a friend that I follow. That's got to be hard, right? Because you can't express everything you want to on the, in a few characters, right? Well, like, what it was, like, because she's very, like, religious, you know, supposedly. And Tag me. Tag me, bro. I got you. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I got it. Like, she's cool, but, like... No, I get it, yeah. Just like my friend, I'm sure. I'm sure like, though. again, yeah, it's like, uh, I can't... Well, in a way, it did, you know, she, she was talking about... I forgot what she, like, wrote about. It has something to do with Christmas. And, like, paganism and this and that. Yeah. I was like, okay. So, I was like, uh, well. Paganism is just a broad term, though. Uh, yeah, but I mean, as far as, like, you know, the. The Norse. It specifically came from Norse mythologies. Well, not even, like, the, the, the origins of it necessarily, mm-hmm. but just more like the, the transition from, like, 
paganism to Christianity. Mm-hmm. And that's really, like, what... I forgot... Because she's, like, one of those that, you know, post Bible verses and things yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm telling you, they're very similar to the... But, yeah, it was... It was you know? Yeah. And, um... Uh, I forgot what she posted, but I kind of commented. Not, like, commented on it. I just almost, like, acknowledged it. And then she said something... And it just kind of like was like this, like oh really? I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, well, what do you, well, what does that mean? Well, it's like just this, this, and that. Like, what are you talking about? Um, like, are you sure? Like, well, yeah, you know, I want to know what you're like, you know, your perspective or whatever. And then it, it for, I wonder if I saw that conversation. Yeah, see if you can look it up. But that's one of my biggest ones as well. And it's with that same mentality that I always tell people, like, how can you be... You cannot be ignorant enough to think that... Because everyone talks about how... not Specific Christians talk about how, like, it's the word of God, it's absolute, and it's infallible. Right. This, you cannot be that naive to think that you're not even reading the actual word of God. It's been translated a hundred times over... Aside from that, you're 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 reading a, an edited version. You have no idea what the word of God actually was meant to be said. We're all looking at interpretations of representations of other people's interpretations. So it's naive to think that I'm posting this and this is exactly what they mean. And the one, the worst one I hate is like no, because I feel it in the Holy Spirit is in me. Like, hey man, those people that killed 9-11, they felt the Holy Spirit too. You know, <laughs> everyone, you can't say that people will have many times, a son of Sam killer has died because he heard voices of the Holy Spirit telling him to kill people. Like, you can't <laughs> use that just because you have a funny feeling in your stomach and you think you know you're right. That's not, that's, that does that holds no validity whatsoever. Right. And it shouldn't be used as one, you know, like I said, there's great books and great quotes and you can quote all you want on a lot of stuff. But the Bible is very triggering too. Because I guarantee you, she put a quote, and it wasn't a Bible verse. Or if it was a quote, but she didn't put it, it was from a Bible verse. It was from like oh, some Oscar Wilde quote. You probably wouldn't have commented it twice about it, or you would have said a good quote or something. The Bible's very triggering to a lot of people because it's one. That's another one that it makes you pe- other people cross their arms because okay, now because it, it is full of a lot of bullshit. But there's that. That's to say that there's not valid or truth or value in some of the other stuff that is in there as well. And like any book, right? I'm sure we can find some good value in mind comfort, to be honest with you. You know, it's just what people can take out of it and what they, what people, but that's the whole point, though, what people take out of it and make it into turn into something good. It's, you know, not necessarily what, this is it and this is right and it's absolute because whoop-de-whoop and let's use religiosity as a, a thing behind it so I can have some backing. But it's very triggering, you know, once again, like, black, did you ever see the movie Renaissance Man? Uh, Danny DeVito. Right. Love the fucking movie. Oh, man. That's a great great one. It's one of my favorite movies, to be honest with you. Uh, And uh, anytime it's on, it's one thing I watch. But there's a kid, the kid that was like, secretly, he ran away to the army and he's like in prison, whatever, whatever. Uh uh, What did he say? Uh, The quote he said was like, to to err is human, but to sin, but to forgive is divine. It's divine. Yeah. And then Shakespeare, like, uh, Danny DeVito's like, who said that? Shakespeare? Oh, wow, who said that? That was amazing. And he's like, no, that's from the Bible. Like, hey, man, that's a great quote. That's from the Bible. He didn't give validity to it because it's something that's fucking corny. It's from, you know, whatever. It's from the Bible. It's so, it's, but I, I like that scene because it's like, you, we, it's so quick to dismiss something that's hidden behind, ver- uh, like I said, re- religiosity as if it has no value to something that, well, that's not true. It does. But we just can't treat it as if it's an absolute. 
And that's my biggest problem with people treating... I, I think, you know... I guess the two biggest ones, because they're so fucking, like, devout, is Christianity specifically and, and, and Islam. And, you know, because people... Those are the ones that people are just so diehard, literally, for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they bring those quotes, but people are like, oh, let me roll my eyes. Because, uh, but let's be honest. There's a lot of great stuff from the Quran, and there's a lot of great stuff from, from, uh, from the Bible, you know? We just can't... Just don't be so fucking naive to think that it's infallible and there's not r- wrong shit wrong with it, right? No, no, yeah, I get what you mean, but I think that it takes, like, again, like, a, you have to look at the bigger picture where you have to acknowledge for yourself and really come to terms with the fact that you need to... <laughs> no, what, I'm just saying, get closer. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, yeah, uh, you need to realize that you don't know that for a fact. Because right. Because I know, like, it's all based on... Even if you don't acknowledge it, that it's a fact, like in the back of your mind, it's like, I believe in this so hard that it almost must be a fact, but even though it's that's not that, like That's a, what I was saying about that. Funny, you're trusting your funny feeling in your stomach, right? Yeah, that kind of crap. But, uh, yeah, you know, um, it's almost like it would be, it's more, um, it's easier to attack, like, you know, the source. Like, if you're telling somebody something and they don't like it on account of that. It's like it's easier for me to get mad at that person that mm-hmm. they're making me doubt myself. I don't know. Yeah, like, right. Do, do you get what I'm saying? But that's my that's my issue. Like, you should be doubting yourself, man. You should stop taking everything so full wholeheartedly. You should be doubting everything in reality. But it it again, like you have to like look look at yourself and like come to terms with the fact that oh shit, man. Like, yeah, uh, is there another one? Yeah, I got one. <laughs> Sorry, folks. The bottle opener. Just, I got another one. If you're looking for something, don't worry about it. Uh, well, he, I think he left to take a piss. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm going on. I'm having these like debates with people. Like, look, man, I'm sure you're devout. And I'm sure you're like 100 about stuff. But you can't ign- you can't acknowledge the fact that you might be wrong. I mean, can, is that that's the best way to close your to to open a closed mind? Like, right. just acknowledge you might be wrong. And it. We're using religion as a thing, but it applies to everything. The political standards, the gender thing, the the right. race thing. It applies to everything. It's, it's really the same thing we were talking about earlier. Like, they're on that side, we're on this side. We're right because we have divinity with behind us. And they're wrong because they're the sinners of the world. And you're talking, and it's kind of, I feel the same way. Like, are you, is a Muslim or a Christian so stupid enough to think there's not someone smarter than them thinking differently than they do? That's what we have to, like, there has to be someone... That disagrees with me that's smarter than me and can explain why they disagree with me can why, why are people so afraid of the pursuit of knowledge is it that is the ego thing they're afraid to get proven wrong right and that has to be a human ego thing just like even beyond that just like with any anything just anything like if somebody tells you you're wrong like it's um again that's when um denial denial kicks in you know somebody tells you something you don't want to believe it that's a it's almost like it's a reflex you know i think it's, it has to do with the ego absolutely yeah because i mean the number one it's like yeah. you know that self-preservation and it starts with that at some point and you know you don't want anybody to tell you that anything that you believed in especially you know the hardcore you know especially with religion mm-hmm. that you know like it could be wrong. What? What? You, I mean, I know you're looking at. It, you didn't find it. Do you remember what you were talking about with that? Oh lady? shit! Yeah, I was. I was, uh, I was looking for it, but no, nah, man. 
He had deleted it. You remember the concept or anything close to it? It doesn't have to be the actual verse. I just I'm was, curious as to what you disagreed with or what th- she posted. It was something about um, fuck man. Should have screenshotted it to be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah it's sure. something to like share over here. So I was like, oh yeah, that thing. Uh, it was along the lines of, you know, uh, just again, you know, she posts a lot of like Bible verses in this mm-hmm. and that. I love God. God is good. Sure, he's sure. gonna guide me. Whatever. And it's like okay. Um, she posted something, and I commented on it. Then um, it has something to do with like pagan. No, no, not pagan. Christmas, no. you said right? Christmas. It was Christmas. But then I was like, oh well, like you know, there are a lot of the roots in Christmas came from paganism. It was just uh, from mm-hmm. Constantine. That's what I talked about. Okay. Constantine, yeah. Emperor Constantine. Uh, like I didn't get into it. Like just then, I was just like, well, you know, like that came from paganism. There was this emperor, and he's, uh, mm-hmm. and he was the one who really made that transition from paganism to Christianity. And then she's like, okay, well, what's that all about? You know, like she didn't know who Constantine was. No. Okay. So um, I was like, uh, well. And then I it typed up like maybe like two or three paragraphs. Well, that part's annoying too, though. By the way, real quick, like stuff like people that think that oranges and something represent what they currently stand for. Oh. Uh, like when something currently is represents people that think that it's a double annoyance, right? The people that don't know the origins of something where it comes from, like your friend, and another one where like as if that origin represents what it currently means. Oh, because Which there's, like, an evolution even in Absolutely, that. right, right. Like, Halloween itself, right? Oh, we, you, don't you know the origins of it here? Like, well, yeah, but that's not what we currently... Now it's just for kids having fun getting... Sawin. Sawin? What was it called? The All Hallows I think it started in Irish tradition. Yeah. Right, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, but go ahead, continue. Yeah, it was like, oh, well, you know, the Emperor Constantine, you know, like, during, like, the... Was it the... Oh, no, what am I thinking? Well, whatever it was, it was like, you know, just like this, uh, the war between, uh, it was the Romans, it wasn't the Greeks. It stemmed from like, you know, from like this, uh, this, I can't even think of it right now. Uh, Ca- Carthage. Carthage? The mm-hmm. siege? The Carthage siege? Oh, whatever, I thought, like, it was... Uh, no, uh, the, uh, the Norms. I believe it was the Norm- Romans and the Norms. Because the Norms used to be the Germanic tribe, I think. Yeah, the Germanic tribes and the Norms. They're the ones that were uh, warring at the time. So I told her, like, well, you know, like, the Emperor. Like, you know, he, he was a lifelong pagan. You know, and uh, just on his deathbed, deathbed, he was uh, baptized. And, you know, he, you know, decreed that, you know, he was going to convert to Christianity. Uh, that's- and everybody... Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily the full thing, but yeah. I get it's it. not, it's like, nothing that could fit in the DM. He, he essentially used Christianity as a jumping off point for his political campaign. And he ended up, quote unquote, converting on his deathbed. But before that, so Christianity was illegal for the first 300 years of his existence. It wasn't when Constantine came in 313 AD when he, quote unquote, made it the state religion. So now, that's how you get the birth of the Roman Catholic Church. Right. So, but... Before that, Christianity was literally like people in groups of twelve to twenty high, underground. It's, it's almost like when you think it was of a like, group. Uh, like it was witches college. And oh yeah, that. it like, could have been that too. It, yeah. It's the same. Well, thing, it was you know? a pagan. It religion. was a cult, like yeah. for its time. Like if you want to look at it, that absolutely, way. exactly. That's what it was. 
But exactly. I couldn't even get to that point. Well, it was underground stuff. Well, you you weren't even there either. <laughs> like no, I just said like, well, you know, it was uh, but, Constantine. The way I always explain it is, what happens when you have something that's underground, and you make it popular, so or you make it the main thing, right? So it's kind of like, I forgot who it was. It might have been, I was watching a punk documentary, and it, it we're talking about that stuff, and like, oh, I think they were talking shit about Green Day. Whatever it was, it was like. The pre every previous generation's underground is the next generation's mainstream, and that becomes the poser generation. Hmm. So it's like when something's underground, it's cool, no one knows about it, whoop de whoop. But when as soon as it becomes mainstream and, and popular, everybody knows about it. Now all of a sudden, everybody who likes it is a poser. They weren't there from the beginning, right? no. and I, that's how I used to use to explain it when I would whatever I teach whatever or preach. I would explain this is how uh, Christianity's religions were. For the first 300 years, it was the underground, cool religion. Hey, have you heard about the new God? Oh, man, he, he'll he forgive you for all your sins. <laughs> Whoop-de-whoop, you know, that whole thing. And then as soon as everybody's Christian now, well, you don't really have real Christians now. You have a bunch of posers now because they're forced to become Christians because it's a state religion now, right? That kind of thing. So you have people worshiping, but they're still holding on to their old release because that's what they really pray for. This is how Thor's symbol... Uh, you know, I know he's probably because of Marvel cinematic movies, but Thor's symbol is that Trinity symbol, right? Mm. That ended up being associated with Christianity as the Holy Trinity, and it's this the one that actually belongs to Thor's hammer. And if you go to that same symbol in Celtic mythology, it actually has uh, origins in witches and witchcraft for the Celtic fa- fairies. And so it's just funny how all these symbols end up kind of intermingling with each other. It's a, it's a it's what's called mixology. When you conquer a new people, you let them keep some of their old beliefs. And those beliefs are... This is why Dia de los Muertos is a Catholic thing, but it's never practiced any other Catholic except for the old Mexico. Right. It's, it's something from the old, quote-unquote, pagan uh, traditions that can transfer over to a modern thing. Well, I'm sure you, this is what you were telling Homegirl and like, I, I, trying I, to tell her. I didn't even get to that point. I was just like, well, there was Constantine. Right. And, you know, he... Wait, how does she... She's a... How long has she been a, quote-unquote, Christian? Uh, all her life. But like no, that can't be true. She doesn't know the origins. But, well, this is my point. Like I was like telling you that while like you know he was uh, the emperor, he was pagan, but you know on his deathbed, you know he you know decreed you know Christianity. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to like simplify it as much as I could. Once again, though, this was a political move, for because he saw it. The, the oh, empire right. going this way. It was something. It was like a jump on the pragmatic. He was. He was, he was yeah. looking at himself. Think of Lincoln freeing the slaves type of thing. That's okay. closer to that. This is what was going on. That's yeah. a good. We one. have to. We have to try to put ourselves in that mentality. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I told you that, and I told you that you know, like honestly, like a lot of these, you know, Christmas symbols, you know, that you know, like the Christmas tree. Yeah. That, that's a pagan sign of fertility. Right, so, yeah. You know, and it uh, comes from. Uh, Ostris or something. I forgot her. Her the dawn goddess of the, the obviously fertility, but also like um, rebirth of the seasons, something like that. Yeah, uh-huh. like I didn't get to that point, but I was just like, well, yeah, you know, just you know, uh, fertility. Mm-hmm. And, and it was I, I didn't even like go like crazy. Damn, it was just like this, this, and this, and that. You're being and you're babysitting it with her. You know, well, you have to, right? Because I mean, you, yeah, you're building a building block to. I'm, I'm stuff. trying to like reach like a certain point where I don't come off as like, oh, don't be stupid. It's because it means this. Yeah, but she that. should, she should know enough that all that stuff doesn't have to shake her faith in current. It shouldn't. It should it? Yeah, right. It shouldn't. Like, if yeah. you really believe, well, well, it's about the stuff that mm. just because that doesn't dis- disprove any of the other stuff, or it shouldn't dis- shake your faith. You should just have more knowledge about or- of where things come from and origins of things. Right. It shouldn't... It shouldn't, it's like... Very, this is my... 
Because the problem with <laughs> quote unquote born again Christian or Christians that they don't know their or even want to know their right. fucking thing. Go ahead, I'll, yeah. I'll, rant. I'll do a rant. I'll no, go ahead, I'll rant. No, I'm ready to rant. Uh, okay, you're, right. you're, you're you're right now. You're at the middle of your like third paragraph. You're telling her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. about um, Constantine uh, and the origins of um, Christmas and its roots and fertility, the goddess of fertility and all that shit. Right. right. And um, the only thing she responded was because we were like talking, you know, before that, like oh blah blah blah. It's a blah, regular blah, conversation, blah. ongoing. Yeah, you know, and then it was like oh this and then that and then well this. And then she didn't reply for a while, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go play with my son, or my son wants to play." So. Okay, so that's the I don't have I don't have an answer for you, so I'm I'm, I'm tapping. That's her version of tapping. Pretty much, yeah. But what like, was I didn't the get on her about it? But what was the final one? Like, what was more of the conversation? Oh, uh, like what do you mean? I'm like, curious to what was she was saying when you were quote unquote scrolling her. No, I'm well, sorry. When you were mansplaining loaf to her. Wasn't really. Were, oh yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Let me delete my Instagram right now because that's all I do. When you were mansplaining to this lady, <laughs> tell me what she was uh, replying with. Like, no, like, she asked me, like, oh, well, what are you talking about? Like, I like, oh, well, you know, Christmas comes from paganism. And it's like, okay, well, like, let me know. Like, uh, I want to hear your ideas. And then that's when I told her that. And then uh, she was like, oh, my son wants to go play. I'll talk to you later. Uh, this was a few years ago when it was, it was like a bit or a joke, whatever, but, um, I don't know how long, like eight years, whatever. Anyways, um, one of my exes, whatever, that I kept, I still had her number or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, we talked from time to time, but she was a super, like, the same way, right? Super, like, Christian born again, though, right? Because she wasn't like this before, she was Catholic before, and now she's like Christian or whatever, and she'd, she'd hit me up because... We'd always, it'd be a like, oh, what's up? But I know what it would I'd always lead up to. It'd lead up to this religious debate all the time. And I didn't, like, it usually started in Texas, whatever, uh, you know, texting back and forth, whatever. And it was like, okay, let me just call you because I'm like, you know, <laughs> paragraph, like, no. And, and it, it would, and it'd start cordial or start no one, and be like, no. And I'd, it'd get to roll my eyes, and it's a back and forth thing. And like, no, 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 this and that. But there was one time it was like late, uh, and she and she called. No, no, she texted me. Obviously, we're not calling, but she texted me, and she's trying to like whoop through. We're arguing back and forth, but it's I'm like on Ohio time or Pennsylvania. I'm like on a different time zone, right? <laughs> so it's already late for me. I'm trying to go to sleep. No, but what I mean by I try to go to sleep is I'm trying to masturbate. <laughs> so I'm on X videos, and I'm getting into it. But as soon as the text comes, like I'll try to ignore it, but I'll see like the headline for it, and she's like, and I'm like, no, and, like that's not it. Already? So yeah, I was like, should I go for it? Should I finish and then send it? And I was like, and I'm trying to finish, and, it, and I'm like, no, no, I can't let it still be in my head. <laughs> so I'd go back and debate again, like no, because this is this and that, and this and this, it, quote unquote. And then I'd sit and I'd, a whole fucking like long par- same thing, long paragraph, send it off, like cool. That should keep her busy for like five minutes before she. So I go back to doing my thing, you know, do jacking off, whatever. <laughs> and then, sure enough, like oh, I'm feeling it, you know, you get to start getting the ting feeling. But I get the text, and the people are like, "Well, what about this? Yeah, you know, you can't be like, the love of God to this." And like, oh my God, like they're like, oh, okay. So I stop what I was doing. It, dude, it took me forever to bust a fucking nut. Fucking it took me forever because I was so my ego would not let this girl just have like, okay, fine, whatever you say. You would no, 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 no. I had to prove to this girl <laughs> how wrong she was about Christianity <laughs> and God specifically. And then uh, I, I, I talk, my ego was so fucking out of control that 
but I wouldn't even let myself bust a nut before I had to go. <laughs> anyway, the joke ends like that, but it, it was based on real. Like, it very much did happen. Something very similar did happen where I just remember going back and forth with this fucking girl while I was trying to jack off, but she kept, uh, she kept testing my faith. Like, she wouldn't accept it. That, like, look, man, the, the Bible might be wrong. The, the Bible is probably wrong, and you're probably interpreting it very wrongly because you've been taught your whole life it's all a form of brainwashing and not necessarily that the bible's completely wrong but you need to take what you can from it and and shape that into it's something a salt. like a absolutely. big grain of salt sure. absolutely and and th- look at the origins for if you want to take it literal look at the origins for where that came from how devout are you if you don't want to look further into it because a lot of it is a ostrich in the sand type of thing because uh, so, look, if you're really devout, you're gonna want to learn as much as you can about something, right? Right. So if you start digging into it, I mean, that's how it works for me. I love, I, I fucking love history and stuff. So I was like, where did this come from? You start digging, and it's like, oh shit. But let's dig even further. That shouldn't shake your current faith. It should have nothing to do with it, where the origins of something came from. It shouldn't have anything to do with your current standards on things. It should give you a different perspective and a little bit more open mindedness and more accepting of other things. Yeah, Absolutely. a little, little more in tune to. Absolutely, but it shouldn't. Sh- it has. It should have nothing to do with the quote unquote their words relationship with God. And now, if anything, it should bring you even closer. But like this is how I always I type it. Uh, I was trying to tell my friend like, look, if anything, it's like me and God are on the inside joke now. Like, look at these idiots. You know, <laughs> me and him are going like, oh my God, can you believe these guys are fucking interpreting all this fucking wrong? Oh, fucking morons. <laughs> it's me and God now on this side, and you guys are like, oh yeah, they're but they're my followers. What can I do, man? You know, they don't they don't get it. That's why you made me miss my fucking yeah, cartoon. Right. That's that's exactly. <laughs> that. So now so now like, oh, you get it? Oh, thank God, you get it. We're in, we're in, oh, thank me. You know that he's telling me now. Oh, thank myself now. You're on this side now. Cool, man. Yeah, like, she, these guys just like, keep fucking blindly worshiping this bullshit, you know. With it. They keep giving money to whatever, you know, whatever. It's quite, I, I look at it like that, you know. Like, look, right. man, enlightenment shouldn't mean that you have to leave that crap behind. It just should bring a new perspective to this and you're more accepting to other things, you know. Uh, it should, right? But no one... You gotta get to that point where you can realize that it's like, okay, now I never see. Never happens, never happens, never happens. Never happens with people who want to hold on to the way they grew up because they think losing that is losing every, everything. And it doesn't have to Like, I'm gonna go to Bro, hell if I don't. Knowing the origins of Christmas does not change the fact that you're gonna see your son happy or your daughter happy when you give her a new gift on Christmas morning. That has nothing to do with that. You know, and thanking for the gift, thanking your parents and thanking Christ or God for the gift has nothing to do with the, where that Christmas actually came from or where Easter actually comes from or the actual origins of most of the religious, religious bullshit that we currently do. Right. It has nothing to do with the current societies. Knowing the origins to that, it just helps you have a clearer head of that people's influences are probably more responsible for the way you think than, quote-unquote, God's. You know what I mean? But right. they don't want to look at that because they think that's giving in or, quote, I don't know, what do like, you The ego... Knowing that, well, like, if I question it, that means I'm going to hell. Right. Like, I, oh, am I being blasphemous for even thinking this? Exactly. Part? Precisely. I think what that's is, what it is. Oh my God. And where does that come from? It comes from the Catholic Church telling you, don't forget that you weren't even allowed to read the Bible if you weren't a priest prior to Gunnarsberg's printing press. Oh, Remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were be- literally being told what is being represented. This is the biggest. So, I mean, all of this is just like, bro, this was a mob. This was a mob to get your money for your sins. That was it was one big getup. 
Uh, and no one wants to look at that because those origins are so fucking dark. And but in reality, it's people taking advantage of a system and they're using religion to fool you. Your, your belief structure, your, your death, to fool you into giving your money to a system. This government, this the church was, especially back then, was a government. And on one, it's only, I mean, that's why we get Lutherans and where we get Martin. You know, the whole thesis, the 99 thesis came from him finally, from after Gutenberg, once he printed the Bible, everybody has their hands on it. We have this information now. We're interpreting it like, hey, you know when you said this, priest? I disagree with you. I mean, I mean, I think it actually means this. Well, yeah, no shit. Now that you have the information available for you, you can interpret for yourself and disagree. And now you have all the facts. That's where they came from, the facts of the church. You have uh, Calvinism. You have baptism. You have uh, Lutherans, oh, like right. I said. You have the whole thing, right? Latter-day Mormons, even. The whole, the fractions of the, of the religions came from that moment. And it was a great thing to do because you should have people... Uh, arguing about ideas about that, you shouldn't have one guy on stage telling you exactly, exactly. what's question. Yes, keep questioning it. That's what it should. But they people think that if I question, well, that's what that's where that Catholic quote unquote Catholic guilt comes from, right? That's why that that thing Catholic guilt. Oh, that's an expression oh, Catholic guilt Lord. specifically. That's where that Catholic guilt came from because you're so if you question well, abortion right now. If you're if you question, is you're going to hell? You know, whoop de whoop, and that whole thing comes from that. Look, man, like you fucking. Uh, if you stop thinking that mentality where it's okay to question, where you start, the problem with that I have with people, you're you're not even using your own source as a material for your ideas. Like, look at fucking Jesus, bro. Like, he's one of the ones that questioned. This was uh, astonishing to me. You're you're so far to questioning. You're so far uh, removed from questioning, or so fearful. Of questioning religion that you're not even looking at the main guy or bait your fucking Bible is based on is Jesus. His whole arc, story arc in a, in a Joseph Campbell type of mentality was Ugh. questioning authority, telling him authority is wrong, and re redirecting into the new. Th That's the whole point. Jesus arc. He questioned the, uh, what were they called? The, uh, the Pharisees, who were the most religious people in the Bible, saying, No, you're wrong. You shouldn't be doing this way. You should do this way. Uh, we'll, we'll try it my way. And that, that was the whole point of this thing is questioning authority, rebelling against it, and starting a new thing. Like, y'all should be doing this. Like, what happened to what would Jesus do? Huh? You know, what the fuck is that about? But they're not. They're just blindly following religiosity. You know? Hmm. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Because it's like you're not even using your own fucking bullshit for your bullshit. You're just, it's even blinder than I thought. You know what I mean? You're blind and deaf. What the fuck? It's like, um, like relinquishing your own. It's like I should be upset about this, but like, well, like it's okay. So like, I'm not gonna be mad about it because I. It's almost like you kind of um you you give up that um that part of yourself where you know s s something inside you is saying you know, like, well, what about? But no, I can't say that. I can't do that. Did uh, you did you hear about this? Is a little bit more recent. Um, she's like a OnlyFans girl now. Uh, which one? She, she wasn't right. <laughs> uh, I'll get to it. Her name's uh, Mitchell, Michelle, something. Anyways, she's, uh, I'll look her up her actual name, but she used to be a pastor. Oh, and okay. ended up becoming a, um, like, uh, not a porn star. I mean, she says pastor to porn star as a thing, but she's, like, on OnlyFans now, making a lot more money on there. Oh, I'm sure. But she ended up doing that whole thing. So Make Catholicism, I'm sure it's more lucrative. What's that? No, I'm oh, right. Is that dogma? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it sounds like dogma. <laughs> But she used to be, let me look up her actual name so I don't get it wrong. Give her some promo. Like, she needs it. She's making, like, a million bucks a year and shit. Yeah, if she could promo us, I'll, I'll tag her. 
<laughs> yeah, I have a colon. <laughs> yeah, uh, Michelle Nicole. So she's like, if you look at her bio, it's, it says pastor turned stripper slash life coach slash model. Oh, I see. That kind of thing, you know, and she has her OnlyFans and she makes money from that. But it's that kind of mentality where it's so taboo for someone to give that life up and start new. I guess it's like you're leaving behind a bunch of expectations or you're letting people down or... What do you think that is for people to stop acknowledging what they uh, used to hold on so true for and be themselves? Would you say it's liberation? Yeah, liberation Free from like these constraints and they're not even real constraints. It's something that you kind of acquiesce to. Well, that's another one like, like, look, man, I don't think being a porn star or actress or a stripper is wrong. I don't think, like, you're going to be so quick to judge with the lusting and all that crap, but I think there's a lot of stuff you have to let go and what you think was... Taboo back in the day, yeah. I'm telling you, what you think was uh, bad back in the day, type of thing. You know? And I, I, you know, t- you know, I was a youth pastor. I'm, I'm coming from the same boat. Where somewhere I just kind of, not necessarily turn my back on it, but my views no longer are the views that the church wanted me to say. You know what I mean? Like, it's I still consider myself a preacher. I'm still preaching right now. But this is what I would be talking about. This is your platform. This, is, but no, even in the church is what I'm saying. Like, I would be talking about this stuff. Like about uh, you know, qu- like question stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Daniel Balin in uh, the Believer. Yes, but like when he was a kid, you know, like you no, know, no, I get what you're saying. Things, yeah, you know? yeah, very close. I understand. Like question stuff. Like I don't agree with this. But, like disagreeing with what a quote, quote, acknowledging that Bible might be wrong. Like that one. Okay. I remember that one got me in trouble. Saying like, look, I don't agree with this part, and I disagree. I, I think it was the gay thing. Uh, I said something about that one. I know that one pissed them like off. Like a man cannot lay down with another man. Yeah, but that doesn't apply. So my argument for that, I don't know if I've met it for you before. I think I have talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. But my argument for why that might be wrong is because the Bible talks about uh, it's literally four times as bad to eat shrimp as it is to be gay. Oh, right. right. I've made that argument, right? And that was the interpretation of because it's that much more times in the Bible that it says to let man lie with another man type of thing, right? It's about not eating Or a man lying with another beast. Yeah, the beast, the other stuff. Uh, and my girl's a beast, so I'm already <laughs> sitting right there because my wife's a beast. Uh, she should have been here for that joke. She would have liked that. So, anyways, there was a lot of stuff that I was saying that they disagree with me, obviously, because I'm, you know, so when they found out that uh, this is what I'm teaching the teen, the teen I mean, I'm a teenager too. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but. But I just had ideas where I just well, I don't agree with that part anymore, and I'm and this is my interpretation. Who are you? Like, what am I? What the fuck am I thinking? Like, I'm Martin Luther in, in the 1600s? Like, I don't know. But I was like, well, this is my interpretation. I mean, I just disagree with it. I don't think these rules apply anymore to current society. I don't know, and I think the main reason they applied back then was just for not what we thought it was, right? I uh, what was I talking about? The like a lot of the quote unquote sins. I think those are just terms that were used for things that were wrong at the time. Not necessarily a sin, like a hell-worthy trespass. A lot of that stuff was done just because it had to do with cleanliness. Like, you don't, we don't eat shrimp because you don't know how to cook it yet, and it makes you sick if you cook it wrong. And so what happens if you eat something that's cooked wrong? You're going to get sick. But you, you show some of that back then, like, I ate shrimp and I wasn't supposed to. I got sick. That means God's punishing me. That's their I mean, intru- people still do that now. Yeah, but I'm saying especially back then. But it, you know, prior to physicians, uh, so you're looking at everything you're doing. So if you live a good life, if you if you're circumcised, if you uh, 
if you wash your, you know, your cleanliness, if you don't eat shrimp, you don't, you're about, oh. You don't he, wear two types of fabric. He, exactly, two different types of cloth. So, he, oh, he lived a long life. Well, a lot of that has to do with just basic cleanliness rules. Like modern society now, right? Like, we wear a mask and we wash our hands. And we're looking at these are rules you break. They're not necessarily hell-worthy trespass, but back then their interpretation was quote-unquote sin or not sin, right? So we're looking at this stuff and we're mandating it and we're living by die hard. And if you don't, uh, you you know, that, that's how Judaism is. If you don't, you're going to go to hell. Whoop -de -whoop. And a lot of it was just like, hey, these were just kind of like guidelines, you know? That doesn't really apply right. anymore. What my point was, like, the, the rules back then don't necessarily apply anymore. And that's how we should be looking at everything. We should be, we should take what we can for ourselves, but apply it to current society. And I, I was using that as an example. And I remember just, I had quote unquote, they didn't think I should be talking to the uh, preaching to the kids anymore with you. And I was like, hey, I, hey, that's how you feel about it. I, I don't want to fucking be here anymore either. And, you know, like fuck y'all. I'd rather go fucking fuck a girl right now. You know? So yeah, I know somebody else that was crucified for their beliefs. <laughs> right? <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> I'm sure, I probably did. What a dick, arrogant <laughs> dickhead I was back then. Hey, man. But yeah, that's that's uh, I don't know. I, I I didn't expect this to be a religious talk, but but yeah, I, I, I these are always good. This is good. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. I'm sure we'll get some angry emails or comments or something. I'm down. I'm I get those all the time. Do you get any of those? Uh, me personally, yeah. No. I don't know about like the thing, or maybe it's just the like actual post on the, moves, yeah. On the well, on if the anyone disagrees moves. or has some insight or views on that kind of things, I'd love to hear them. Definitely would. I was talking about this with Tommy and Gwen, more specifically Tommy, the other day about because he has very similar ideas on that kind of thing and church. Like, well, number one, Gwen just hates church. She doesn't like it. She doesn't like going with we'll do. It. She doesn't like someone telling her what right and wrong is type of thing, right? And Tom's more of a disagrees with what they're teaching type of guy. Okay, so you can question it without that, yeah. like, unnecessary... Was, um, like I said, it was Catholic guilt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, without yeah. the blasphemy thing, or being afraid of being blasphemous type of thing. Both of them are like Same. that, because they're not like... And that's actually my point that I brought up to them, like... I was very much very similar to both of you. Like I, I, I questioned a lot of things, but for me it was different because I grew up in a family where like three times a week we did have to go to church, and it was just like it was very instilled in us. So for me it was a lot of man, I feel bad for thinking this way, or should I feel bad for thinking this way? That kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> like I hear you. And and they luckily for them they don't have to deal with any of that kind of crap. They can be free thinkers without having to um, hold on to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're going live or something. Oh, you got a new phone. Nice. You said that, right? Let's change change the subjects. What happened to your old one? Uh, it was like kind of cracked down, and I just wanted a new one. How often do you get a new one? Maybe like two to three years. Like whenever that's my, about average, right? Yeah. My uh, things up, contract. Pretty much. Oh, there we go. What are you doing? I was gonna start recording. Oh shit! Are you I was, live? Uh, but no, well, not live. I was just gonna, you know, record and put in the stories. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that's cool. I, I'll just wait. That's cool. You can do that. I just don't have any more stories. We'll see about Well, what that. about you? What do you got stories? Man. Because you grew up... Well, when, when did you stop going to... Because you were Jehovah's Witnesses, right? Yeah. When did you When did you personally stop going to church? Or uh, temple, excuse me. Uh, temple, right? It was hall. Hall? Okay. It was a hall. Uh... 
shit. Um, I want to say middle school at some point. Was that 14, 13? 13. Had to be 13. Because I was like old enough to do it. And honestly, I think it just it was just because something in the Bible said something really obscure because they have their own Bible. Yeah. Or their own version of it. And then uh, I remember my mom was kind of like butthurt about it. Yeah, so were you afraid of that? I uh, know, but... You, didn't want, you weren't afraid to hurt your mom's feelings? For me, that was a lot of that was that. Like, no, I just hated it. Like, I just went to, like, try to sleep. But they would get mad that I fell asleep. Because it was all that, like, judgmental stuff. But it was, like... Uh, for me, personally, I was like, I didn't care, man. Yeah. Wow. I was like... It was, like, one of those moments. Well, not a moment, but just, like, one of those things where you're just looking around, like... No one's gonna say nothing. Yeah, right. Really? Because <laughs> I wasn't like trying to like question it or whatever. I'm like, oh, this guy's talking again. I'd rather be asleep. I gotta go to school in the morning. Got that math quiz. All this like addition, you know? Yeah. Like that, you know, but uh, but, uh yeah. For uh, I don't even know where to like go from there. But um, even like you know um. When you were, like, trying to, like, talk to people, I wasn't even talking to people. I was just, like, waiting to leave, you know, before the service or in the service, after the service. Yeah. I remember, like, you know, you know, people will, like, see you, like, if, you know, like, after, you know, you get up off your seats. It's like, oh, hey, hi, how are you? Yeah. Bless you, whatever. And it would always be so fake to me. So yeah. You know what, like, made that apparent to me? Because uh, I think there was this one time, well... It started from that one time, and then after that happened, like, any time that I sat next to, like, her or some other hot girl. But, like, it was, like, a hot girl for me at, yeah. at the time, you know. And it was just, How like, old was she, 13? Fucking pedo. Ew. I was younger than her, man. I was pedoed. You were attracted to a 13-year-old. How dare you? I don't know, man. I was, like, a fetus. What did I know? I just like girls, dude. That guy judges us, you <laughs> No, it was... She sat next to a hot girl. Yeah, you know, like, whenever we get seats or get there early enough, we just sit wherever, you know. And I was like, oh, shit, there's, whatever, you know. And then, like, afterwards, you know, we get up. Real quick, is this your mom and your sister and you, and your dad didn't go, or your dad went? Uh, my dad went, like, uh, it was kind of on and off with him. Okay. But I wasn't old enough to make that call yet, so I had to go. Yeah. You know, but it was just one of those things where, you know, like, uh, like afterwards, you know, say hi to everybody, bye, whatever. And I was like, oh, it's so good to see you. And I was like, I don't even know who you are, but I, I think you're cute, you know. That It was just like so fake. Wait, like, the oh. girl, the hot girl told you so good to see you? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like it, like it was almost like rehearsed. It was just something that you had to right, say. Right, right, right. You know, it was just like playing the part. How are you? Like you care. Like, oh, yeah, how are you? I hope everything's okay, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, it's good. And I just... You, you didn't go like so nice to see you. You know what I'm saying? And I gave her elevator eyes. Oh no, man! <laughs> elevator eyes. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just I mean, it was just like, one of those things. Like it just always seemed like weird to me. Like it was so like uh, uh, disingenuous. So that was your starting moment for like fuck this shit type of thing. Well, even before that, even just like listening or whatever. But it was just like. Not just, like, you know, hearing, like, whatever's going on up there, but just, like, over here in the crowd. Because, essentially, there's, like, you know, there's, like, the performer, and then there's the audience. Sure. Yeah. You know, I feel that's what it all comes down to. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. It's you know, spade, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so afterwards, you know, everything's, you know, all over, you know, just like, get up, okay, like, oh, yeah, nice to see you, this and that, and then it's like, it just felt like, you know, she's just doing it just because, you know, big boys watching upstairs, you know, yeah, because that's what it felt like, it, it wasn't genuine at all. I, I, I think that goes back to, like, I hate when people do things out of fear, uh, you know, oh, Dogma puts it best, like, uh, you're living your life based on someone, on a ancient father figure going do it and I'll fucking spank you oh yeah they, they, love that but part that's, that's the I mean, it's the same thing 100% and not, not to say that that's you know like I said if if you believe God exists then don't do the don't be doing good because you're afraid of an ancient father figure you, you, you know do it cause right. you want to man. right right it, it shouldn't come up to that's what I'm saying it would be so much even stronger if your your quote unquote bond or relationship didn't have that factor hanging over you you know what I mean? And then you can have validity to your, your belief structure. Not because you grew up a certain way with the, with the Catholic guilt, right? With that guilt of uh, of having this fear of this, you know, like I said, do it up against like that is shit. So wait, why is 13 the age that you're... Was that a certain age where you make your own decision? Is this like a rump springer for like uh, Amish or something? Huh, or, that's what or did you... For you, uh, it just happened to be 13. Oh, uh, no, I just... Like, from what I remember, at least from what I'm trying to remember... It was just, uh, like, uh, I didn't want to do this, I didn't want to do that. Like, no, you have to because you're not old enough. Yet. And then it just came to a point where it was like, okay, we can't stop you anymore. Oh, but 13 was that age? At least for that. I think for, like, the religion thing. Uh-huh. Because that's, like, the as far back as I can remember where that was, like, the thing where I can make that call. Oh. Yeah. Henry Hill. Yeah. I, I think I remember for me I the way I did it because I didn't want to say like I don't feel like going anymore or whatever I think I remember blaming it on work because I'd always been working but uh, I was like oh I, I remember switching my shift so I could work Sundays so I could work Sundays so I wouldn't have to yeah, make, give, you know like my, oh you know I'm sorry I'm going to have to work that kind of thing you know but I remember being that kind of thing yeah did you like pray at church or not at church at work or anything like that no no, no, no. I don't... I mean, I still pray now, even uh, that kind of thing. But just my... Everything shifted. Everything shifted to my way of thinking. You know, I've always been into philosophy, but you can't bring free thinking into a church. You shouldn't bring it into the government or the church, shall we say, right? Free thinking. Because those kind of places don't want free thinkers. They don't want... They want They want sheep. Let's be honest with you. You know, let's be honest. Uh, the government... Anybody in control, whether it's government or religious... They want someone who blindly fo- blindly follow. That's kind of the whole point. So, so for me, it was like, look, man, my beliefs, my beliefs, they have evolved and they changed. And I don't think, you know, because they're trying to tell you, you don't love God if you're now thinking this way. And for me, it was, so they're trying to almost shame you into to why you feel this way. And they're trying to they throw everything at you. By the way, like, oh, this is the devil's influencing in you. Oh. This is like, song, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. The, the outside world's influence you. This is the devil's world. You wouldn't be thinking this way if you if you were devout and this and and for a, for a, for a moment you're like, oh, man, is, am I? Th-? You're legitimately you're at a crossroads with yourself where like you're questioning like, like am I and like am I think like, is this a bad influence and in how I'm thinking? Should I be thinking this way? Maybe am I? I mean, if everyone, you know, that you're at that point because everyone's literally telling you what you're thinking, including family members. And you just kind of have to, like, you can go both ways, right? Because you can go, like, okay, well, fuck it, let me just leave. 
all those other books behind. Let me just focus on because I remember specifically telling like, look, man, this says this to the pastor having debates with him. The last time, like, and he's like, look, yeah, all the you can find all that other knowledge or wisdom in these books, but really the only one you should be focused on is the Bible. <laughs> I was like, okay, I mean, you. I was like, okay, I mean, I guess you're right, but but the, okay, but let's do that. So I played that game, and then you find stuff in the Bible that contradicts itself. I was like, well, what about it? And then, so I can't get answers from itself when it's contradicting itself. But there's one verse I remember specifically. It's in Ephesians, but you have to love the Lord with all your your spirit, your heart, and your mind. And I remember at once, I'm like, you can't love the Lord with your mind if you're ignorant. And I'm being ignorant if I'm ignoring the fact, ignorant, ignorant. If I'm ignoring the fact that this is some of this is bullshit. So that's kind of what I went with. Like, well, some of this is I agree with 100, percent but a lot of this I disagree with this and. And I found the answers in this other book, in this other stuff. You got a cat? Oh, that's just a neighbor cat. Which one? Oh, the... Uh, the I, like, I like cats. Uh, anyway, so I was like, so... And like I said, I was big into philosophy, so I'm reading a lot of stuff. I'm reading Kant, I'm reading fucking uh, Berkeley. I'm reading a bunch of stuff where... I can't with that. With a K, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a manual. So yeah, so I read a lot of stuff for. I mean, these guys are questioning existence in general, you know, let alone fucking deities. They're that's that, bro. That's like so like elementary, you know. Like, they're, bro, we're like, regardless of whether God exists, do you exist? I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> you know. Like, so it's just like a whole next level type of shit. But I I'm applying. Drink, therefore, I. <laughs> there you go. Something. So I'm applying that kind of things to these to to actual religion or actual religious books or actual the actual Bible and and I'm finding like look I can find answers to explain this with this mixing everything together and it was kind right. of more of a that and eventually I get to where I'm at now but it didn't start that way a lot of stuff I would feel guilty about thinking certain ways and that guilt kind of goes a long way until you start using that to justify different means and a lot of it came from that kind of thing like. Like, how can you have the knowledge and faith thing? Because people are like, no, I know without. And this was one of the most. It became one of the most annoying things they ever hear. Because one of the questions you get asked a lot as a Christian trying to convert someone is like, do you know where you're going if you die right now? Like, oh, I know 100% sure I'm going to heaven because you know that's my that's my faith belief structure. And I remember doing that one like. I remember once I realized I was like, that's so, that's one of the stupidest things I've ever asked somebody, or that's one of the stupidest things you've ever been told. Like, uh, faith and knowledge have literally are polar opposites of each other. You're supposed to have faith without knowing. Knowledge is the opposite of faith. You don't. Have, you can't have faith in something. It doesn't have to do with religion. Like, I can't have faith. Oh, right. Like, if I know Jackie's coming, I don't have faith that she's coming anymore. That's the whole Because part. there's, like, fact and faith. Yes, there's that's, like, they're supposed opposites. to be opposites of each other. So people that's like, I know without a doubt, that's when faith believes me. Like, that literally doesn't mean that at all. You're being that's an idiot on dumb. yourself. So a lot of it came with like, okay, let's acknowledge the fact that there's a lot of stupid people running this world, and if, if, and a lot of stupid people started this world, and I, I think I think that's what let me easier like most of the stuff didn't come from quote unquote God or whatever spiritual influences. A lot of the stuff is just man made, and it's a lot of people's bullshit, and we're interpreting people's bullshit. But people have good ideas too, so it was more of that like let's take some good and. And let's take some good from this one and that one, and let's make our own kind of thing that applies to us specifically. Why can't that work? You know, right? Just because he's Buddhist, he doesn't have a good ideas, or he's like he's like he's a bad person because he's Buddhist. What the fuck? No, why? <laughs> a lot of that was like, why? Why does that make sense? Oh, because the Bible says so. That's the equivalent 
of your parents telling you do it because I fucking said so or do it because I said so without explaining to you the reason behind right. it. Right. Literally the equivalent. So as I say, not as I do. And a lot of it happened to do because people weren't able to explain themselves. A lot of quote unquote religious elders weren't able to explain themselves why because they've always been doing it and never even thought to question it. You fucking numb nuts. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna follow someone who's never thought to question authority. It, it just that dawned on me a lot. And good thing I mean that's kinda something that happens in your teenage years, right? You're rebellious more and everything right. Right, but I just I had a big trouble fo- following people or listening to someone that never thought to question what they've been told. I had a big issue with that. Hey, guess what I did? I joined the Marines. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got in trouble a lot. In the Marines. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, that's a good organization to join if you're gonna question things. No, it's not. But I, I think it, that's what it was for me specifically. My cool quote and like I said, I still. I get see. I don't want to identify as a Christian because I have no nothing in common with them. But I still believe in uh, a deity, right? The whole thing, and just with a whole bunch of extra stuff or or less bullshit, right? You know what I mean? But I but I do hate the term higher power. I think that's annoying because it sounds too hippie-ish. <laughs> so I don't like to portray that. Honestly, it just sounds like somebody that doesn't want to take responsibility for their actions. That's why. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, either own it or don't own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You but know, like so I said, don't. yeah. So, but I don't know. I can't claim to know. But we're not supposed to know. And maybe it's not for us to know. You know, just do your best. Maybe that's the answer. Just yeah, do your best, you right? right? Yeah. And even our best is hitting with false intentions anyway. So maybe who gives a fuck? Or who knows? Or who, it's like know, okay, I'm gonna try, but I'm gonna fuck up a lot. But even if you know. try, like all that trying is. That's what I'm saying. Like even that is selfless. Not selfless. It's selfish. Cause it's the hat behind. Personal it's gain, you doing it's personal gain itself, you know. Right. But maybe we should do that too, because I, I don't think anybody who's a good person should acknowledge that they're a good person. Does that make sense like, to you? No, like if you did, it's just like whatever it is that you're doing, it's not for whoever you're doing it with. It's just for you. I don't think That's we like should. The, I don't think we should know whether we're good persons or not. We shouldn't. Yeah. You know, like, if we're really doing, like, a good deed, yeah. like, we shouldn't, like, at any point be like, hey, you know, like, I'm doing a good deed. It's like, no, I'm just making myself feel good. I'll always, uh, I'll always, like, look at someone's sideways when they say, like, no, I'm a good person, man. I, I do good things. I'm a you good know, person. Like, what about you? you know? I, I, I just, and whether they're doing shady shit or not, just that expression that they're comfortable with themselves and they're a good person, like, I don't want to know this person at all, man. Fuck this person. That's probably nobody like fucking made fun of you at any point or called you on something. I think that's like a that's pretty crucial, you know. Like no matter how old you are, like you know, somebody called you on something where you were so confident in, but somebody said like, "No, man, that's stupid," or they they just challenge you in that regard. Challenge being challenged, yeah. You know, like where you could like just like take a look back and like, oh fuck, you know, like damn, what was I thinking? You know, mm-hmm. like fuck, like honestly, it's like almost like thank you, thank you for making me, you know, uh, take that like you know higher perspective where I could look at myself in that regard where I fucked up and you called me on it. And I was just talking to uh, me and Jack were having a conversation about this the other day about um, uh, the second half. You know, it's Brian Kelly and Brendan Schaub and the fight of the kid. And we were talking about, like, oh, I don't really listen to it anymore. And he's trying to do the show by himself because Brian Kahn is no, no longer a part of the show. And, um, for now at least. And, uh, part of it was, like, I, I, I never really could stand Brendan because he's, not only is he dumb, but he thinks he's smart. So that's the worst kind of person to be, right? 
Do you remember in Glow when uh, Ray Liotta's talking about um, George's mom and talking about like there's two types of women in the world: uh, um, high class who think they're uh, high class girls and low class girls. Uh, my wife was the worst, ca- the worst kind. She was low class. We thought she was high class. Right? Oh, so there's a very similar mentality with, with like you know, Brendan Shaw the comedian, or X Fighter comedian, or whatever. He's not funny. It, his stand-up is one of the worst things I've ever seen. So it's it's one of the things where he dismisses any criticism he ever gets as oh they're just haters. They hate me because I'm successful. They haters. When you do that, when you disregard any criticism you ever get, like what we're what we're what you're talking about, you automatically think that the only reason they're criticizing you is because they're jealous of you or they're like a quote-unquote haters they have no reason other than to um like they're trolls type of thing right so now that alleviates all responsibility from yourself to get better because you you're in your eyes you're the only people that you're only getting love and you're not doing anything wrong you're never going to get constructive criticism you're never going to want to improve if you're always doing right in your eyes and everybody who's giving you criticism is a quote-unquote hater or jealous of you that it gives you this Delusion of grandeur, this false sense Absolutely. of the, the super ego 100%. now becomes the super ego or ego egomaniac, or uh, what's the other megalomaniac, right? Yeah. So you become this kind of. Mm-hmm. If you can't acknowledge when you're getting when you're being fucked up or being wrong, you're not going to ever improve, and you kind of become this arrested development type of character where you can never, you can never grow as a person really, and that's the worst kind of person to be. It's, it's a marionette. You're just. Sure, yeah, we could use that. Like, you're just kind of, like, moving to wherever anybody moves you, like, in that regard. Like, that's kind of, like, what I meant, you know, about, like, the influencers or whatever. Like, they just get to that level because, you know, people put them on that pedestal, Mm -hmm. you know? But it doesn't really mean that you're this insightful or that amazing. You're offering anything of value. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's just, just like, your ego feeding itself back into you. But because you don't listen to any criticism, you're never going to know the difference. 100%. Yeah. And you're never going to grow. I mean, these are the people that are the same people they were five, ten years ago. Right. And that's what's probably the the greatest sin of all, is not growing. (laughs) Not growing. So, like, psychologically, it's a rest development. Would it be, like, the uh, physical equivalent? Would there be a physical equivalent? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like if you... Growth? No, obviously, if you want to go, like, the workout way, workout way to never have an improved PR. Uh, you know what PR is? Personal record? Uh, I don't know. I don't work out. Same thing? Okay, well, I mean, that's a perfect example, then. Like, you could use that in, as a workout. You're never going to improve yourself physically if you always, you're going to hit a plateau. And I mean, do I have to? I guess not. I mean, why are you giving credit to something mentally and not physically? Like, if, it, if it's the only one has value for you over the other. Well, I'm not, like, downgrading, like, physical development. I just don't care for it. Well, see, you're being the same way. If you're getting criticized physically. If you only want to you're the only one criticizing me. <laughs> I'm, I'm attacking you in this. Hurting my feelings. I'm start crying. I'm just a hater. I'm, crying. I'm just a hater. Then <laughs> disregard me. Disregard me. No, but that's one thing. I, that that's another one that always bugged me. That people that only give value to something where well, people only give value to things they give value to, right? So if you only want to improve yourself in a mental facility, you always want to be smarter than you were the day before, but you don't apply that same rule to something in a physical sense. Like, wh- I wonder why one is overcredited over the other. Oh, okay, and vice versa though. It, it works the same way. With uh, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not I'm not picking on you. Uh, but the, the 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 meathead, right? The typical meathead or gym rat, however you want to call it. 
that has personal gains physically, but never wants to improve in a mental sense. Like, well, I mean, hey man, that's one. Why are you giving value to one over the other if not wanting to improve your life in all aspects? And we're not only, not only saying too, mentally and physically. There's spiritual things to that. There's philosophical ways to improve. There's uh, there's so many different variables to improve yourself as a better person. Why limit one or give more value to one or credit to another and disregard the others so easily? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, do you think it's like a kind of like a one track mind kind of thing? Like when you have a goal, it's just a goal. There's it's not like simultaneous right ones. Like the kind of incorporate that. Like you know if. Like, if I were to, like, get into, like, bodybuilding, all of a sudden, it's all about just, like, getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I was like, hey, man, like, read a book. Like, you know, what's that going to teach me about getting bigger? I, I, I get your point. You're you know be, but saying? you're being dismissive of that bodybuilding goal. Right. No, I mean, like, that's not, the goal isn't to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, it's to improve your PR, your personal record. It's to, it's to improve yourself. There's actually a little bit more, see, this is, this is because it's easy to say, like, dumb meatheads only want to get bigger and bigger and bigger or stronger and oh. stronger and stronger uh, and I know you didn't mean it that way but that's that, it was this, just like a point that I was right, right this is, but this is where that comes from without like uh, now I'm being SJ uh, social justice warrior for, for <laughs> because I'm getting, getting, down getting down to getting down to specifics <laughs> but for a lot of people it's improving their time it's improving their per, like I said PR's personal records it's a betterment yes absolutely know? and the goal may not be to get bigger but you have a like uh, Arnold put it best from, you know, this is from Pumping Iron, right? But it's like a sculptor. You're sculpting and you need to add on a little bit more clay, but you don't have a clay. So if you want to add a little bit more to your shoulders here where you're improving it. So there's actually a science to it. There's a science to the physiology. It's not just the whole, the meathead dumb mentality. But the goals that you have, or like you said, the single-minded goals are single. And that's kind of the whole point. You should never be single-minded on any of your goals. Uh, whether it's something that you give extreme value to, like in the mental state or intelligence, or in a physical state, um, like bodybuilding or whatever, or whatever the the, the sport is, uh, or even like your work, right? That's a, that's another one. I didn't even bring that one up, and I'm being single minded. What if you wanted to be like the the most successful at a certain job, or you have a certain career head, or whatever your goals and promotion was? That's still being single minded, and that shouldn't. I don't know if single minded is the goal for anything. You should always kind of have a fingers and all kind of right if not for this i could do it for this and that and that yeah and and i'm not saying that have specific goals aren't important but i don't think we should dismiss or devalue the other stuff in our lives as well if you want to improve yourself as a person overall the best way to do it is to kind of be more spread out right um have a more avenues of your i guess just not be single-minded that's the easiest way to say it right just not be multifaceted. Yeah, exactly. Multifaceted about certain things, right? How ignorant are we? If because um, it applies to everything, right? Like uh, the specific human types of music we listen to. If I'm only excluded to one specific type of music, well, I only listen hey, to Limbiscuit. Right? So, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's say that. Let's say rap rock. Let's be a little bit more dark. <laughs> I only listen to rap rock. Like, yeah, there's good music there, bro. But I'm like really excluding a lot of other really great stuff just because I'm being <laughs> closed-minded to a lot of this stuff, right? Maybe that's what we're talking about. Being more open-minded. That applies to everything in life. Not just the ones we get value to and not value to. So, um, like, say, like, you know, there's, like, that one thing that you like, Brad Rock. Mm-hmm. And uh, your reaction you like to... It. You to like it. I love it, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my life. <laughs> um, but um, it's almost like someone's like, oh, uh, hear the song by Bob Dylan. 
Is that like, oh, cool. Oh, man, that sounds so good. Like, what's he talking about? You know, or it was like, that sounds stupid. It sounds like his guitar just broke. Like, what's that guy? He can't even sing. He's mumbling, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, like, in that regard, you know, um, uh, how do you, um, how do you interpret it where it's like music and you're not just waiting for like some kind of like the first flaw to be like, oh, he sounds stupid or he doesn't know how to play or he doesn't play like him or he can't sing like him or he just sings in a weird way. I don't know. Uh, well, number one, that a lot of that goes to, towards taste anyway. Right. But the whole point of being open minded is expanding your taste and varieties and things. So like, let's you say you have to be accepting. Right. To like something that you. So let's say you don't like Bob Dylan specifically, but your goal isn't to get open-minded to Bob Dylan. Your goal is to be open-minded to different genres. So, let's give somebody else from the folk genre a try. Oh, hey, Jacob Dylan's actually uh, yeah. pretty similar. And, hey, man, we grew up with him, man. And he's actually really good, and some would say more poetic, and you can definitely hear him more clearly. Missing the point of a lot of stuff because he's more studio-produced, of course. True. But, yeah. if you're trying to ease your way into a genre, let's just not go right away for that one. Let's ease our way with someone who's a little bit more Acceptable towards this, you know what I'm saying? That's that's how you how you would look at that. But I think I meant like if you're single minded, your goal, yeah, you'll prove. Like let's say like this, like let's say my goal, single mindedly, right, is to be a better dad. If my only specific goal is to be a better dad, if I don't guess how I'm going to be a better dad is by opening up all my avenues. That includes intelligence, includes spirituality, that includes physicality too, and and communication, whatever. It includes it includes a lot of different stuff. And that will make, as opposed to me being one single-minded goal of me being a better dad, I'm going to exclude a bunch of other stuff that would make me a better dad. It's kind of like the a reverse or reverse, where by trying to do this, I'm ignoring everything else, and that's going to make me the worst part of what I'm trying to do. Okay, you know what I mean. Gotcha. gotcha. And I, anyways, that apply. Well, well, let's get let's go let's break down more for yourself. Why do you avoid the physicality so much? Of what? Exactly. Well, to improve yourself in a physical sense. Oh, like, it's like I'm not against it. Yeah, I know just, you said you just don't care for it, right? That's what you're Right, yeah. I, it's like it's there. Like, like honestly, like, even when I'm back here and just, like, chilling, because it's kind of like, uh, like, uh, just like, uh, your man cave, your zone, your chill zone. Something, like, I'll hop on, like, the, the bike or the treadmill or the Bowflex. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I have, like, a goal in mind yeah. know, for doing it. I'm just like there, and I'm just trying to get like some frustration. It out, almost feels know? like uh, you're doing this because you know you should, but you're really just not really into it type of thing. It's not your thing, right? In a way, because it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's really not, you know. Like, like the way I see it, I'm about as healthy as where. Uh, damn, how do I put it? A horse? No, it kind of. Oh, nowhere near a man. <laughs> of course, a mini horse. <laughs> I've seen those mini horses. They're pretty cute, man. Yeah, They're they adorable. <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> I fucking love it. I'm constantly watching videos, just random ass videos of mini horses, bro. Or, like, uh, interacting with big dogs. I love those. I don't know if you've seen those, but they're like videos of mini horses like uh, interacting with big dogs and it's like part of the family type of shit. It's Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Oh, that sounds awesome, man. Like, see, like, something like that, like, that would be something I'm into, like. No, but I'm curious. Uh, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not trying to love all of a sudden. Let's work out together. I'm gonna change you. No, I'm not doing no, that. What no, I'm, no. What I'm asking is, I'll like, work what, out when you're vegan. Uh, yeah, I'll get your. I do your vegan once a, once a week. Um, I'll work out once a week. Hey, that's that's improvement, right? I said I would. Uh-huh. Work out. Once oh, I said that's enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, 
<laughs> no, what I mean is, I'm I'm trying to get to the origins of it. Like, where did that come from? Because uh, even like I knew you ran track and pee. Was that like? A oh, that was thing? in high school. Was that? Yeah, that's the same. Like, where did it stop away from you getting regular physical uh, exercise? Shit. It was really just uh, I just wanted to get out of class. Mm. You know. So even yeah. that had its or like its its seeds. It in, had like, nothing avoiding to do with something you didn't want to do by exactly even less. One hundred percent. Lesser two evils for you. It was right. Yep. Okay. Yep. I didn't have to be in class, and it's like, oh, we gotta meet. Cool. Like even like the better ones were, cause you know, like uh, camps. You know that the campus over at Casa Dominguez Hills. So like sometimes we had meets there, but uh, other times it'd be like away meets where we had to hop on a bus and go to like. Got you class early. I'm like, oh fuck yeah! Don't gotta learn about this. I don't have to turn about turn in this assignment, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. And that's really what it like all came down. I mean, you know, for, but, um, so would you say that even the lack of physicality came prior to that then? If that was done a way to avoid lesser evils, was there ever a time when you were, is what I'm, I'm wondering where the origin Oh, came. I see. Where like, I came to that point where it's like, oh, I'm doing some physical and it's right. like, oh, and I'm like, well, like, you know, I have asthma. Okay. Or not okay. so much now, I don't think. But, but definitely you know, when, when I was younger, a kid, right, yeah. You know, like when I was a kid, even elementary or younger than that, you know, it's like, I remember, like, uh, honestly, like, even playing with, like, the cousins, you know, like, in the front yard of, like, We'd be roughhousing, yeah, I remember. You know? I just remember, like, running, and I didn't have my jacket on, and it'd be cold that night. And then it's like... It, just, like, my lungs would tighten up, and I couldn't breathe, and it's like, oh, I have to, like, step off to the side, just because I couldn't So it all really kind of, like, slowed you down kind of thing, right? It excluded you a little bit, but it was, it definitely... It gave you pause where, like, oh, no, I, I I'm not like the other ones. I have to slow it down a bit. That kind right. Of I think so. Yeah. At least, like, for a uh, time. Yeah. But I also understand that, you know, like, asthma, you can grow out of it also. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. You know, like, I think if I probably, like... Would... Which makes sense because, I mean, like anything, uh, you, uh, lungs get stronger or weaker. And, right. And they can go grow out of it. Literally grow out of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, eating the right stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, like, definitely things that can get you out of that. But I think I just, like, just got accustomed to that mentality. Where it's, like, I, it wasn't really even, mm-hmm. like, a goal. It was just, like, a I, thing. I actually learned about that from the movie Sidekicks with Jonathan Brandon Davis. Sidekicks. Uh, with Chuck Norris and Jonathan Oh, Davis. shit. Uh, from yeah. Home Improvement? Was that that guy? No, but he did look like him. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, you're thinking Taylor Thomas or Jonathan Taylor yeah. Thomas. Yep. Yeah. yeah this is uh, Jonathan, Brendan Davis or Jonathan Brendan Davis, whatever. He's the kid that died. He was in the uh, the first It movie, the original It movie. He was George's. Oh, really? Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, the movie Sidekicks. He has asthma, but then he starts doing you know martial arts and kung fu specifically. But and then like uh, grows out of it literally. Yeah, like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it, thing, I just remember yeah. that was the first time the concept came. Like, oh, you can kind of. Tear yourself out of a sickness type of thing, mm-hmm. but at the same time, that's just a fucking movie. But no, it is a real thing, right? You can, right? You can, you can get better from diseases, and you can. So, you know. so anyways, so for you, the asthma thing kind of slowed you down for being more as physical as everybody else at, at a time when you I were mean, a kid. As a kid, yeah, yeah. You, you know, kid. it was like a thing. You know, like I remember like running around, and but that was definitely. <laughs> Uh, like a seed in the whole, like stopping you from being as physical as you wanted. You know, to be. just because I was just used to that. It's like as soon as I started doing something, then it's like, <laughs> you know, start to bust out my inhaler or whatever. But, but but now you're at the mentality where 
<clears throat> like it's I, obviously it's never too old to get into physical fitness or whatever. But at the end of the time, you're fine where where you're at. So it's more of a like nah, I'm good. It's that's just that path is not for me type of thing. You have other things to focus on type of thing. Well, I mean, it's not a thing. Like like. Hey man, well, zombies are coming, bro. I'm telling you right now, zombies are coming. What are you gonna do? Hey, man? my dad has guns. I got a machete, and like I'll do what I can. Your dad's in the background. He just flexed it right when you said that, so that's just funny. Yeah, I know. He has like the laser pointed at me right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> when you said your dad, my dad has guns. He he busted out with both arms. Oh, right now, <laughs> uh, real quick, we're joined by Jackie in this actually very <laughs> prominent conversation that we're having. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hold it down because I got a pissy. Oh, sure, sure. Well, no, go ahead. So, baby, you just came from your workout class right now, right? Yes. Thank you. Can you get a little closer? Oh, yeah. Hi. Hey, welcome. <laughs> We're about to call it. It's almost, pretty, it's like super late. I know, I'm pretty tired. Sorry. Yeah, don't worry. We only have 10 more minutes or so. We'll call it in a little bit. How was your class? It was good. We were talking about, um, like, uh, physicalities and like wanting to improve yourself but like mm-hmm. why people value certain things over another like why <clears throat> like the easier one is like the meathead that only wants to improve his PRs physically but mm-hmm. not in a mental state or the smart guy who only wants to improve more mentally or get smarter but has no interest in the physicalities like why is it one or the other why can't it be both is my my goal or my question at least you know mm-hmm. that's yeah. interesting and not just necessarily both. In reality, uh, like, you know, there's lots of things to improve yourself in. Spirituality, philosophically speaking, uh, even nutrition-wise. Right? There's lots of things that you is can... Is that one of those things where you're just like, well, we're just human and it is what it is, right? I, I just think it's like we limit ourselves to single-minded thinking too much. And we don't have our fingers in other holes. We like to identify with certain... I think we like to identify ourselves with certain things. And that's our identity now, so that's what we hold on to, as opposed to being okay with exploring things outside your comfort zone. Mm, I don't know, but that reminds me of a quote I saw, or like something I saw that said, um, I forgot what the message was. It was like, just because you did something doesn't mean something, or like, this equates to the same thing as like doctors as like seeing a group of doctors smoking outside mm-hmm. like they know better but they don't degrees, yeah. right. right just because you have the knowledge doesn't mean that you're smart or you're wise i, I mean there's right. definitely a difference between intelligence and wisdom i've held that for since i was younger but i i think Is a that lot the same thing like like you know better you know like if you do these mm-hmm. things it's good for you you're gonna benefit from it right. but you just rather not do them because it's, like you said it's easier sorry yeah not to do them Right, or easier, or maybe you have different mentalities on the reasons why you're smoking. Or I mean, there's definitely different factors. So, but I get the quote's expression. I think a lot of it for where I'm at now too is at our age specific, or any age really. But let's excuse it because we're all in our mid thirties. With like, it's outside our comfort zone, and it's outside our comfort zone, and it's just easier not to learn new things or not to go through a new path. It's the path less resistance. It's the path less resistance. That's mm-hmm. the human nature, right? We want to go through something that's as easy as possible. We, it's, no one wants to go. Well, not nobody. A lot of people like to go through the struggle, but I'd say the majority of people don't like to go through the struggle. Right. If it's something's easy, if there's an easier path, they're going to go take the easier path, and they, especially the comfort zone thing, right? Absolutely. Where I'm, I'm comfort, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at, and I'm good, and I'll improve in my aspects and that. It's very hard to learn a new thing when you're afraid, when you know you're not going to be good at a new thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
we all we all are guilty of it it. like people kind of like step out of their boundary for a little bit and feel it out and then they're like oh no like they kind of sell themselves short and they're like that's not for me and they kind of reverse back into the like because you into where they're whether the big fish in a small pond right yeah because you see those people like okay like yeah they work out and they're motivated and they do the whatever but because they got like a certain plan Right, because right. they, they limit themselves. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well, I'm only gonna be able to do it for this long, so let me set this goal for this long, instead of saying like, let me make it a habit, right? And just make it easier on myself. I mean, we both know. I'm sure you know the quote, but like, make your make your goals your warm ups one day. Your goals will be your warm ups one day. You know right. that kind of thing. For me, it's a reversal. And now, <laughs> I was just telling you, my my warm up the other no, my max the other day was my warm up. Uh, it just is really disappointing. I know I don't, I don't want to get too much into the physical geek talk because I know no, that's I don't care. But, because uh, I hadn't hit the bench since I quit 24-hour fitness. I ended up just buying a new bench, by the way. Anyways, but I ended up, like, uh, it was the first time I went to the Golds. It was the first time I went to a... Because Tana Fitness doesn't have bench. This is super inside baseball. Anyways, <laughs> but, uh, as the quote goes... They but, only have Smith machines. Yeah, they don't really have an actual bench, <laughs> an Olympic bench <laughs> press or nothing. So I hadn't... <laughs> so I hadn't hit it. My chest side workouts were, like, not... It's not the same thing, right? So you can do push... You can do different chest exercises, but it's not the same thing as doing the actual exercises. And especially if your goal is to bench, right? Anyways, so, like I said, I'm sorry, super inside baseball. My... my war- my warm-ups used to be like 275 whatever you know i used to be i used to warm up with this and then start going heavy and working my way down don't matter but the other day first time i hit it in like years i'm talking about like when when did i have 24 hours like three four years ago that's long ago right like and i hit it and i was embarrassed by like oh wow this is <laughs> and keep in mind because gold's gym is a place where this is where people who are it's like think of it as a mensa thing right like these are people that are in it's no one fucking around. So, uh, uh, cream of the crop type. Uh, yeah, but what, no, not necessarily cream of the crop. Not necessarily not necessarily cream of the crop. But people that aren't gonna necessarily be in the front of the mirror checking themselves out a lot. Oh, they're okay. there to work out. They're there for the machine. They're, it's a little bit more, just more serious. more focus, more focus. They're there for the right reasons type of thing, right? Anyway, so uh, I'm hitting it, and I was like, oh my god, I'm doing like six, seven reps tops, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm done. And it was just one of these things where, like, it was humiliating. I'll be honest. It was very humiliating. And I was like, this used to be my warm-up. And now, like, this is the most I can do. And it was, it, it just kind of shook. It, this was a shot in the ass I kind of needed, man. The very similar thing, the very same thing happened. Humbling. When, humbling experience, absolutely. Okay. And even more, I'm a cardio guy. I'm actually, as big as I am, I'm actually a runner, right? I do the marathons thing. But I uh, I had stopped doing, my cardio had become, with once again, with Planet Fitness, I'm saying that out loud. But I did start doing elliptical stuff, right? Oh, nice. Which, uh, so you, I'd crank it up to like the, um, like the 20 or 25 level, which is the higher ones. So I could do about, I even took a picture with it, but I did like 1300 calories an hour. My goals were different, right? But I did that legit for like a year or two and I stopped running on the street. As soon as I started running the street, it took about three months before I, my shin spin stopped. It was extremely painful, and I wanted to quit, but it's just... And I thought, honestly, I thought, like, can I just not do this anymore? Am I too old? Right. I thought it was an age thing. Uh, now I'm back to normal, but it was one of those things where, like, if you're taking it easy for so long and you're getting used to so many... You get comfort, right? You're in the comfort zone where you're getting too relaxed. You're getting too used to the bow flex. You're not feeling like, strained too much. It's... Yeah, you're doing the easier stuff. I'll be honest with you. The elliptical is... 
it's easier. No, it's hard, but it's easier because I have my fucking phone on there and I'm watching a movie for an hour and and it's 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 you know as opposed to actually doing the work and running outside. But see, I like that. I like regressing yeah. and like feeling like I'm starting all over again. I don't like it. Because it gives me like I don't like, like it. Oh, yeah, like I know what I can do. And yeah. Like, and getting back to there. Yeah. To well, I'm in that zone. There. I'm in like, that zone now. Getting back to there and it's not fun. It's just it's embarrassing because I know what I could have what I used to do. So it's. But that gives you like. A yeah. Well, I'll tell you like in a month when I'm back to you know like because right now I'm I'm still in the human. But anyways, uh, let's switch away from the physical stuff. But what, what we were talking about before, like um, right before you pissed, like uh, I think we should branch out to not just be as single-minded as we are, have our fingers dipped in a lot of different things. So we're more, uh, I think that improves every aspect of our goals, not just the one we have a single-minded one in, you know what I mean? Uh, like what would you say, you know, like, to be really good at one thing or just kind of mediocre at different things? Okay, so we talked about that before. Um, we put it in a different way. Um, you're not going to be really good at one thing. Let's be honest with you. Someone's always going to be better than you. So, no, right. Guitar. That's what taught... Like, from, like, playing guitar, that's what taught me that from, like, a young age. Yeah. Someone's always going to be better than you. Um, you know, spade to spade. That's, you're not going to be the best at something in the world. So do you want to be someone who only know knows one thing and not know? For, I, I honestly, for me personally, I think I'd rather have be a jack of all trades and a master of none than vice versa. Well, for me, because he's in Zari. What's that? No, nothing. Yeah, that's no. funny. I get the Netflix thing. Yeah, I would have got that if I didn't know about a lot of stuff. But I wouldn't have got that joke <laughs> if I was only single minded and only had Hulu. <laughs> and you would have got that joke if you didn't know about. <laughs> See what I'm saying? It's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, but that's what I think. I think it's better to be a master of none, and unless you're a fucking you know idiot savant about one. Yeah, I think those people that think they know everything and then they feel stupid when they're like, oh yeah, like I didn't know that. I like, think we why this... wouldn't you just like, like I don't expect you to know everything. Like, I think we had this conversation before about like. uh if there's a subject you're speaking about, but there's an actual quote unquote master in that subject, mm-hmm. well, this is where the ears get open to that yeah. kind of thing, right? Like, well, now, now you want to listen to the, what what whatever the person's saying, you know? Yeah, and I I don't take it like, oh, you think you're better than me? Maybe you are coming off that way, like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I'm not receiving it that way. You if think I'm, you're better than me? Right. It's like if I want the information. Like, I'm going to take it, and I'm not going to be like, well, I know you're wrong. I know, like, what do I know? I don't know everything, you know? <laughs> I was waiting for Lil to respond. Oh, <laughs> shit. She's I'm looking right like, at, she was looking right at you. you no, respond. I was looking also, at you, Stevie. Uh, me? And you're doing the eye thing. <laughs> uh, okay, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, I don't know. I think um, for the for the most part, like how many people do you run in? I think it was like in high school when I ran into somebody who was Mr. King was my music teacher at the time, and he brought in a kid who think of Juilliard. He went to a different school. Closer. Really? No, no. He went to a school in LA. No, no, no. You said I think Juilliard. it was Musicians Institute, but it was one of those things, mm-hmm. right? I'm th- just think of Juilliard, right? So he was mm-hmm. like. An extremely well to MIT. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. No, no, for I'm high, actually, actually, to be honest with you, for high school, yeah, that's how I, we looked at it, right? 
Like, oh my god, this guy's at like MIT. The pinnacle, yeah. Right, so that's how we looked at it. Uh, now we're getting inside baseball with, with music now. But we looked at it like that, and he came in and genius piano player. Can't say any, especially at the time in, in my memory, genius piano player. But he came in and he was extremely rude and he's extremely antisocial. And a lot of it was just certain tics that he had that he just didn't know how to relate to other people. Other he was kids. A teacher? No, no, kid. Oh, kid. And he, no. was, he didn't know how to relate to other kids his age. And, but he was absolutely genius. And, and that, that actually is a thing that happens a lot with certain people. And I remember cutting him some slack for that reason. But a lot of people were like, man, fuck this guy. Like, as genius as he was, a lot of people were like, oh, fuck this guy, man. He's a fucking asshole, right? right? And I just remember thinking, like, how are you so smart at this one specific thing that you are not smart enough that you can't acknowledge social cues? You can't understand when you're when you're like coming off as a dick or coming off as very rude. Let's see if that's burgers or something. Yeah, probably part of that. Uh, but even then, that's not really, that's not an excuse because there's a lot of very smart people with Asperger's. Uh, but that's what I'm talking about. Dan like, Harper. that's what I'm talking about. That's a lot of people. Yeah, have you heard his conversations? Very like annoying. Uh, he was on a couple of podcasts cool. and he was doing a lot of stuff. Anyway, so it, it was just curious to me. Like, uh, it's almost not an excuse. Like being so quote-unquote master of one you know what i mean as opposed to jack of all trades that's almost not it's not an excuse anymore you can't it's not forgivable for maybe teenage steve would have forgiven you for being like oh yeah but he's really really good at this one thing so everything else that he's faulty at is forgivable that's not really that acceptable anymore you need to be more than you need to know what you're doing in all aspects of life at least a bit so you can be socially functionable rather than just being extremely intelligent in one thing and being that's your thing and that's what you're going to focus on right. it's not what do you i mean what are you doing are you say are you going to you know so, uh, cure cancer if that i'll give you a pass if you cure cancer but if if you're not then go fuck yourself bro you know mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know thoughts last minute thoughts love Last minute. Oh shit. Uh, I think it's um. You have to. Like my thing's always been, you know, to like look at the bigger picture, and you have to really like give your. You have to like kind of like stop and look at where you're fucking up on. Yeah. And um. See where like oh. Because I've done that like lots of times and it's like oh man oh Luff is so cool he looks at himself introspectively that's what, what are you talking about no no I didn't say I was good out? yeah I'm a piece of shit I'm the biggest piece of shit in the now world now he's being stuck up again I say that no I'm a bigger piece of shit than you Luff no, no you're not about? yes no, you're I am not. I swear to god I am go back to like a hundred and like what episode are we on like 60 whatever uh, 78 I think 77 so yeah I know I was born in 82 so start there mm-hmm but you go ahead and finish your, uh, your stuff. I'm just saying, you're not as great as you think you are. Mm-hmm. And if you take a good long look at yourself, you can realize that. And that shouldn't be a deterrent. It should be like a jumping off point. I think that applies to people that are as good as they think they are as well. You know what I mean? Because I think that's kind of what I was saying about this kid who was a genius piano player. But, like, yeah, even though you're as good as you think you are, you're not as good as you think you are in everything. <laughs> like, hey, bro, like, wake the fuck up, man. I'll be a little bit more respect for a social cue as opposed to like you know playing that uh beethoven piano piece and or in reference to like actually writing the piece i guess how long yeah well that i think yeah but that's not fair because what if he did write a beautiful piece 
is that I'm not excusable saying he didn't. too? No, but I'm saying that that that, that does that doesn't make it but like okay. Now it's okay it. because you wrote it. You're hurting my feelings. No, what I'm just saying no, it's <laughs> what I'm just saying like the the point is that to be that's not an excuse. Your excellence in one certain thing is not an excuse for for actually to be honest with you, not for, for rudeness. It's not an excuse for not to be kind to others, no matter how good you are. At no, anything. no, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a thing for that. Like just because you're good in one thing, that has nothing to do with this other thing that you're. Just because you're good in one thing doesn't mean you're good in everything else that you. Wait, everything well, about being kind yeah, anymore? Yeah, see, that's what I was going at. That, see, that's 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 not more of the obvious. So I think I'm going going towards like we under like. Uh, have you seen the show House with where he's like a genius uh, doctor, but he's Hugh Laurie. He was he was good. You're talking about. Mm-hmm. I just think more like, and I've seen this a little bit more with like I said, I'm rewatching Lie to Me again recently. I don't know if I told nice. you. Yeah, so I'm on the third the third and last season again, but. That's what I kind of found this time around that I didn't have that same mentality the first ten times I rewatched this show, but where he's obviously the smartest man in the room wherever he goes, but that gives him a certain arrogance where he's just completely dismissive of a lot of people. And I remember thinking that was a cool quality a little bit, you know, when I was the first few dozen times I watched the show, and I my outlook has changed a lot this time. And I look at that, that's not an excuse anymore but that doesn't mean just because you are the smartest person in the room that you can't be kind or have a be a little bit more patient with people it's not an excuse anymore I don't for me it's not forgivable you're so fucking asshole and I can't get past that anymore you know what I mean but maybe that's like my perspective that's changed as I've grown older rewatching this stuff but I remember that was a trait that I actually really admired at the time when I first started watching the show which was what 12 years ago, 11 years ago, whatever it was. That's from like almost 10 years ago, yeah. And then, <clears throat> I, this is, I think, one of the first times where, like, Lie to Me and Breaking Bad are the two shows that I, that I about once a year I'll rewatch them. And I remember, th- this is one of the first times where my perspective has changed and the first time I've seen this to now, that I've noticed it at least. And uh, I think that's where I'm headed, where I'm kind of, my point that I'm giving is, just because you have an excellence in a certain thing or because you are the smartest thing, it's not an excuse for you to, like I said, just be a dick or just that, just oh, yeah. because you happen to be, like, mm-hmm. or to be true, to be, they know everything, right? Or even if, no, but it, even if they think or know everything, that's kind of my point. What I'm saying, like, just be, Cal Lyman in the in the script is the smartest person. He knows everything. That's still not an excuse to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially not the person who thinks they know everything. But even if you do happen to know everything, that's not an excuse. It's not forgivable for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, baby, you're yawning already? I just got here. Uh, look, it's getting to the typical two and a half to three hour mark. Um, Shit, really? What do you mean, Jesus? We just got here. What are you talking about? Uh, any last minute things you guys want to go around the table before we say stuff? Jack? Vote! What? Woke? Vote. Oh, vote. Vote or die. Yeah. Vote or die, bro. Hashtag. Uh, that sounds like propaganda. That's like so propaganda. Uh, That's like 100% propaganda. Gwen, if you're listening. A proper can't. Gwen, if you're listening, you hope you well in your oh. guitar, guitar uh, endearings. I hope you. I should just have like Gwen it. write a song about how, like, voting is dumb. And. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, Gwen, I hope you really like it. I hope you enjoy your journey into the guitar stuff. Uh, low for you? Oof. Uh, well, just keep drinking. And, low uh, and keep drinking. That's what I'm talking about. We're gonna yeah. do some Ouija boards. 
stuff. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah. Coming up with the uh, for our Halloween episode, we're gonna do Ouija board stuff. Yeah. Oh no. You want to join us for that? No. Nope. Why? Are you superstitious? You're staying here. Why? I'm not doing it over here. We're gonna go somewhere else. I don't want to do this. Why? Not I'm not superstitious or anything. Hold <laughs> <laughs> y'all superstitious. You super bitches, superstitious bitches. I sound like Eminem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm down to do it wherever. Yeah, okay. I don't know. We, we can't we can do it here. I thought we were gonna do it here. Uh, oh, I think no, I'm gonna have to so drown somebody. Wow, that's so sad. I'm gonna do it in your car. How about that? I'm gonna do it in your Can car. You do it in your car? Nope, yours specifically. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that. Nope. Graveyard. I know it's like a big, like, no no, like doing Ouija board seances, like at a graveyard. Uh, fuck it, I'm down, man. I'm down in the graveyard. Of course. I just figured if you're drunk enough, fuck Why, of course? Of course. I mean, because. Why? You don't want to want to do it. It's a spirit. Spirituous beverages. Why? Because you're superstitious? You're so brave, Steven. I have to do a bravery. So brave. Look, babe, they're they're ghosts. What the fuck are they going to do? What are you. No, look. Oh <laughs> so and you're so raven. How about that? <laughs> Remember hanging with Mr. Cooper? Yeah, I sure do. I just saw what's her face on <laughs> the boys. Which one? The darker one? She was on episode. That sounds of racist. You know what? Like, always bothered me. Like, why does racist have to be like a like a like? Oh I mean, you went to school for it. And like, I'm a physicist. Bye. I'm a racist. I don't know. You mean the is part? Yeah. The, uh, what do you call that? Like the ending of a, of a word. Uh, Not of a suffix. Yeah, the suffix, suffix of something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't that be like a psychological thing? Like racism? Just because of No, but you're speaking about the language specifically. Like it's annoying that it's in the same vein as like communism or sexism. Like something that's of intelligence. Like communism? Who are you? Bernie Sanders? <laughs> Wait, why? Like, well, he's socialist. Yeah, socialist. <laughs> but... Wait, why? Uh, he said it like that. It was just to joke. even get that much credit to something that intelligent. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was just. Uh, I can't. I can't right now. I would try to. I probably should have guessed that from watching you pour that. Yeah, what are you doing, bro? An empty beer bottle. <laughs> what was happening? Yeah, I, was I thought too... we were like sharing or something. I'm yeah, like, that's oh, not... okay. Yours is right there. Yeah, but like, why did you just pour that into that hot beer bottle? There's just some things you don't need to worry about. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll end it there. Right? That's how we Can do. you put that for the caption? We should have videoed. Put the caption for this episode. I'm really There's just some things you shouldn't have to worry about. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Alright, y'all. This has been a very weird episode of Susan Booze. Lots of religious talk. I'm sorry, y'all, if it you guys don't have it. Yep, Could very, uh, the religious mm-hmm. month of the year, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Are you alright, bro? What were you saying about did religion? You? We did, like, two hours on religion. Oh, never mind. Yeah, I don't trust yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>